Listen, you smell something? Human emotions are materializing in the form of a viscous psychoreactive plasm with explosive supernormal potential. What a discovery, a psychoreactive substance. Do you know what this equipment is used for? Boggle or Super Mario Brothers? We'll have fun! Yeah! Yes, you're doing it. Really, quite good work there. My friend, don't be a jerk. We've got no choice. Call a Ghostbuster. Super Jackpot! Welcome to Extraplasm Podcast. It's the only podcast on the internet that believes that the prevalence of freezing things and ice in the next Ghostbusters movie makes this the perfect time to reintroduce Ghostbusters ice cream treats via restored good humor trucks wearing the Ecto-1's livery. I'm Jim Maritato, aka Vink Maniac on the internet and also in my pipe dream about ice cream, and I'm thrilled to be back with you for episode 70, and welcome to you to a new leading digit in your podcast numbering scheme for at least another nine episodes. This week, we're talking with two members of the Ghostbusters fan franchise community about a new and powerful tool to help groups market themselves, reach their communities, and collaborate with one another. Ryan Espin of the New York City Ghostbusters rejoins us this week alongside Bob Anderson of the Windy City Ghostbusters to talk about their new collaborative Ghostbusters franchise database called whoyougonnacall.org. This is a really cool public-facing website that's going to allow Ghostbusters franchises to list themselves in a searchable directory where they can list their contact info, the services they offer, the charities they support, their 501c3 status that they may or may not have. Uh, and so it's destined to become a way to find franchises in your area uh, that have resources or skills that may be relevant to you or a charity that you want to work with, as well as a valuable tool for nonprofit organizations and others who seek out charity partnerships with cosplay groups. Uh, and so I'm really excited about this. You're going to hear us talk a lot about this in the interview segment this week uh, that who you're going to call, meaning WHO. YA gonna call dot uh, org is essentially going to be a great place for franchises to establish themselves independent of whether or not Facebook decides to delete uh, your profile page. So I'm really excited about this. I think it's a great project that you can actually go and get on board now if you have a franchise by going and signing up via a Google form at that address to be included in the database. Uh, but it was really great to talk with Bob and Ryan about this project, as well as our thoughts on Chicago and New York Pizza Wars, uh, the prior Ghostbusters franchise map project, and a whole lot more. And we're going to get into that conversation after Ghostbusters headlines this week. But before we jump into those, I have three Extraplasm housekeeping items to chat with you about, two of which are kind of related, and one of which uh, may mean you win something. So, you know, listen carefully. <laughs> the first thing I want to talk with you about is to announce that the charity benefit eBay sales that I had up on eBay for a while, uh, for the last month or so, have now ended. And I want to say thank you to those of you who are listening out there and who picked up posters or an RC trap or some Ghostbusters Afterlife plush dolls that I had in storage uh, and in the process helped out Starlight Children's Foundation. To start off the year, Extraplasm has now raised about $400 to support Starlight, which may not seem like that much in the grand scheme of things, but when you consider that it's only January that we were fundraising in, uh, and that the RC trap raffle we did a year ago raised about $800. We're at a nice, healthy start to a year of potential fundraising efforts uh, and maybe, you know, more advanced partnership with Starlight. Who knows? So uh, to those of you who contributed, I want to say thank you so much for your support. And if you didn't get a chance to contribute this time around, don't worry, because there'll probably be some more opportunities uh, this year. It's the 40th anniversary of Ghostbusters. There's a movie coming out and there's a lot to celebrate. And that also means that we can you know, give back to communities and help out organizations we feel are important and help them to celebrate in the process. Uh, the second housekeeping item that I'm going to ask you for some help with this week is a favor, and it's to head over to youtube.com slash at extraplasm and 
like and subscribe to Extraplasm's YouTube channel. Uh, while you're there, you can also take a look at the kitchen counter reviews that I've posted recently for some awesome unreleased Maddie Collector Eleanor Twitty Librarian figure prototypes, uh, which I had two of in my possession at one point, which I still can't believe. And the Phantasm Toys Viggy figures from a few weeks ago. Uh, and for real, uh, that Eleanor Twitty video is probably like the only one of those out there that shows off two of those prototypes at the same time uh, because they're incredibly rare. And I managed to somehow get two of them in my hands to compare and contrast them. So even if you've seen previous videos about that prototype before, you've probably never seen one uh, where you hear me gush about how much I love the Mattel line and then show off two of these figures uh, and spend 15 minutes teaching nerdy fun facts about toys that Mattel canceled. So if that's something that interests you, please check out that video. It took a while to make, and it's something that I think is kind of unique and interesting uh, and that I probably won't get an opportunity to do again, given how rare those figures are. Uh, if you watch that video and wonder where the second figure is going, you'll probably see it turn up sometime soon uh, with a frequent contributor to this podcast uh, and who happens to live in a different country. You can kind of do the math on this, I imagine, and figure out uh, which of the contributors to Extraplasm who's often on the show might be reviewing that next. And lastly, I want to do a secret giveaway. And I mean that this is totally a secret just for you all listening to the podcast. If you want to win a Ghostbusters Frozen Empire poster, mini poster, an Extraplasm pin, here's how you do that. Go to the Extraplasm kitchen counter review on YouTube that I just talked about for the Maddie Collector Eleanor Twitty figure uh, figures and subscribe to the channel, like the video and leave a comment preferably a positive one. I mean, I can't control your free speech. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you that you have to be, you could be mediocre. Like, hey, this was okay. Maybe don't be mean, <laughs> but leave a comment, offer up some engagement, screenshot your comment, and then open up a web browser and go to bit.ly, meaning bit.ly slash extraplasm posters, all one word. Uh, so bit.ly slash extraplasm posters, all as one word. And there you're going to find a quick form asking for your contact information and some quick questions about what your relationship to the fandom is, where you're getting the podcast, uh, you know, what essentially where are you downloading it from? Where are you following it on social media, et cetera? So I can get some more information about where people are interacting with Extraplasm, um, but also so that, that way we can kind of help to build the uh, audience profile and engagement over on the YouTube channel, which I'm hoping to be able to start to do more on as the audience there grows. So here's the deal. You have until 11.59 p.m. Uh, Pacific time on Valentine's Day, a.k.a. the end of the world, after which time I will draw two winners from the pool of responses and announce them on a future episode of Extraplasm. This is a giveaway that is just for all of you who are listening and listening weekly. So I'm not going to be posting these details anywhere else. You shouldn't post them anywhere else. <laughs> you should keep them to yourself and attempt to win posters that probably also increases your chances of winning when you get down to it, because I'm not going to be promoting this elsewhere. I'm just telling you all because this is a way for, you know, you all as people who listen to this show every week and who are really weekly listeners who are kind of paying attention to what's happening as things drop to, you know, potentially score some cool Frozen Empire swag. So again, uh, check out the video over on YouTube, leave a positive comment, take a uh, or leave a comment. Again, I won't force it to be positive. Take a screenshot of that comment and then you're going to fill out the form at bit.ly slash extraplasm posters. One of the questions in that form asks you to upload a screenshot, and that's where you're going to put your screenshot of the comment that you left. So if you fill all those little goals, uh, then you will be in the running to potentially pick up, uh, you know, a poster pack from me 
and an extraplasm pin. So uh, with those housekeeping items attended to, we're going to get into the news of the week in a moment. But I also just want to say real quick, thanks for supporting Extraplasm. Uh, we're at 70 episodes and that's awesome. And I'm really stoked at the potentiality of, you know, what is going to be happening for the rest of the year. So if there's more for us to do to give things back to folks, I want to be able to do that. That's part of the reason why we're doing this is to figure out sort of where the best engagement is happening with the podcast and where you all are, are coming at it and sort of following it. So if you are able to help out in that process, I appreciate it, even if you don't win a poster. OK, so uh, with the housekeeping items attended to, let's get into the news of the week with some Ghostbusters headlines. Still making headlines all across the country, the Ghostbusters are at it again. Today, the entire eastern seaboard is alive with talk of incidents of paranormal activity. Fun in topic today, ghosts and ghostbusting. Extra plasm, read all about it. Ghostbusters headlines coming at ya. In official Ghostbusters Frozen Empire news, we are just a little over six weeks away from seeing this movie in theaters. And we still don't really have any word as to where or when the premiere is happening. I think we know when the movie comes out in terms of its release date, but where the premiere is happening or what day or, you know, what what time are all things that we don't yet know. And I think this that this point, this is one of the big X factors or like sort of unsolved mysteries that's been left unaddressed for us as fans, particularly those of us who are like hoping to try to be there and who are kind of starting to really worry about six weeks to go and travel plans. Uh, the exception to that might be who Emily Allen Lind is, given that we, we haven't really seen her in any of the promotional materials or trailer. So we don't know who she plays at this point. And that seems to be something that's been held back by production uh, for, you know, to this point, such that we're going to find out probably when we get to the movie. So uh, will we find out when and where the premiere is this week, given we're six weeks out from when a person might need to travel? Uh, who knows? <laughs> but rest assured, if any info does become available, You'll be uh, the first to hear about it, unless, of course, it's announced on Thursday, uh, because that'll mean I have to take six days to record an episode of the podcast. So maybe the thing to do is to make sure you're following Extraplasma on social media if you want to make sure that you find out about anything that is released about that. But outside of the premiere, I think it's unlikely we're going to get too many more reveals, uh, given that we've seen a lot of this movie so far and what amounts to three distinct trailers. That being said, if you're hungry for more reveals... There are a couple pieces that came out this week uh, that will sort of whet your appetite for more Frozen Empire content. And these are two TikTok videos that are relatively short. Um, the first of these is a McKenna Grace video that's real brief. It is essentially just her fooling around with the Ecto-1, uh, you know, and kind of like play, playfully kind of hanging out with it and uh, making jokes about how she was not allowed to drive it because she wants to do donuts, etc., so it's a fun McKenna Grace hangs out with the Ecto-1 video. You're not going to learn much new there, but it's kind of fun to watch. Uh, and the other is an influencer video from TikTok by uh, an influencer named Dami Hope, who has a 50 second TikTok video that's a montage of his set visit in the UK earlier this year. Uh, it includes much of what we've seen already from other influencer videos, such as making slime, wearing flight suits, uh, spraying a slime blower, etc., Though Hope provides a very fast yet comprehensive pan around the research lab set that if you stop and, you know, hit pause, you can kind of see different things happening or different things that are laid out in that room. And probably the most uh, eye opening thing that it showed us was a real close up engagement with the proton pack firing range that's got wooden ghost cutouts that exist within the research lab in Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Uh, if you've played Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, I'm just going to tell you this right now. If you haven't seen this lab, uh, or rather, if you haven't seen this firing range, it is like straight up ripped out of the alleyway. 
in Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed and put inside this research lab. It looks almost exactly like the same damn thing. Uh, and so it's kind of cute and almost tongue in cheek that they created a proton pack firing range that is just like the one in the video game. Does that mean the video game's canon? Let's not go there and have that debate. Uh, but if you want to see these videos easily and you don't want to go hunt around on TikTok, because to be fair, I don't even have a TikTok account. So every time I try and find something on TikTok, I'm lost. Head over to Ghostbusters News. Jason Fitzsimmons has all of these videos embedded in his coverage and you can watch them really easily. Uh, and they're short. You know, this is something you can probably watch while you're on your lunch break and eat a sandwich uh, because they're about 50 seconds long a piece. But they give you a couple glimpses to tide you over as we have just six weeks left to get to the movie. Outside of Frozen Empire content news, there's some official merch news we need to talk about this week. Uh, and that's something I think we're going to see some more of as we get closer to the movie, particularly with respect to promotional uh, merchandise. Among the big exciting promotional news for the movie this week is that Frito-Lay, maker of Cheetos, appear to be partnering with Ghostbusters Frozen Empire, just as Icy appears to be, and we talked about last week. I'm kind of amused by this because the minute I saw the high definition Cheetos laid out in front of Slimer in the Spirits Unleashed trailer, uh, like, you know, a trail leading to the trap, I began joking that they were flaming hot Cheetos and that this had to mean a Frito-Lay tie-in, and it seems I'm likely right. And I say likely here because we don't know what the extent of this tie-in is, other than Frito-Lay choosing to freeze over their Cheetos-branded social media accounts with the Death Chill graphics in the same way that Icy had the previous week. Uh, while promoting the trailer. That being said, for a movie called Frozen Empire, wherein people can be scared to death so hard they freeze solid, I'm going to tell you right now, what Frito-Lay needs to give us is freezing cold Cheetos, not flaming hot Cheetos. And if you're wondering, Jim, what even is that and how do you make it? Just imagine that they're everything that flaming hot Cheetos aren't. And then in the wake of Cheetos freezing over their logo uh, and sort of freezing over their accounts, and the release of those trailers, we got a really surprise thing that happened last week. Uh, at the end of the week, Hasbro turned around and surprised us all by announcing that they have a new Neutrona wand available called the 84 wand. Uh, Hasbro's Emily Bader and Zach Spina gave us a look at the uh, wand via social media videos last week, and they went over the various features that exist in this. Uh, this is something when I say features, there aren't any really that are new uh, to be 100% clear about what this wand is. If you've seen this and you're like, what's the big to do? What's it about? Here's the deal. Hasbro changed the handles on the existing Spengler Neutrona wand and took off the components that were different from an 84 wand and that made it a Spengler wand. That's what the deal is. Beyond that, they've added some new paint accents to it. Uh, and they've put the stand, which if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you likely know I can't stand. Um, and my one of my favorite things about the HasLab pack was the ability to take the stand I don't like and throw it away because I don't need it to hold the Neutrona one anymore. Uh, that stand is now in a new colorway. Uh, so to be clear, what's available for you here on offer is the existing piece of technology, the existing Spengler wand with a couple different handles on it, no longer with the rubber fake uh, hockey tape or whatever it is that's around the handle on the Spengler version and uh, a new colorway stand. So if I sound underwhelmed, uh, that's because I am. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend I'm not. Uh, $124.99 is the price tag on this from Hasbro Pulse for what functionally amounts to a repaint uh, of the Spengler wand being released right before the movie. 
to be clear, uh, you know, is the wand in the movie? Yeah, sure. I, I'm 100% positive that the 84 wands are in this movie because they were in the last movie when the Ghostbusters showed up at the end and said, hey, we're here and they had wands. Uh, so does it make sense that we're going to get an 84 wand because we're going to see non Spangler proton pack wands featured more heavily in this upcoming movie? Sure, that's fine. I think what I'm disappointed by here is that this is literally the exact same mold as the Spengler wand, except for those handles. So that means that the so 35, 40 years of weathering and dings and dents that were built into the Spengler wand as a prop are thus replicated on this as well. Uh, and to me, that just kind of seems like you're taking what was offered up as a character specialty, uh, you know, prop and making changes to the handles and now saying it's just a more generic thing. Uh, the other big difference between this and the other proton wands or neutrino wands you've seen before from Hasbro are that they have a fake EPA lockout sticker on the box uh, signed by Walter Peck. So, again, I, I think it's cool that there's, uh, you know, prop options being offered up by Hasbro. But I, I will say that I was a little underwhelmed by this. Uh, I, I'm not going to buy one. I'll be 100 percent honest with you. I have Spengler wands uh, in plural. There's not a reason uh, for me to go out and spend another $125 on this. But if you're the kind of person who doesn't yet have a Neutrona wand, you have an option there and it's not one that's tied to the last movie. And along those lines, it's worth mentioning that at the time that this Neutrona wand was made available for $124.99, it was in stock on HasbroPulse.com. And at the same time, so was the Spengler wand, which made me even scratch my head harder going, why are we putting this out when you have existing stock of the other wand from the last movie? Uh, at $7 more because it was $131.99 versus $124.99. But uh, it appears that as of literally the day of the recording of the podcast, the Spengler wands are now out of stock. I don't know if they're going to be restocked or if this means that Hasbro is kind of turning off the faucet and phasing out that wand. And from here on out, we're only going to get 84s or what. Uh, but at the same time, the 84 wand is also sold out. So if you're ordering it, you're looking at a March 1st shipping date at a pre-order at this point. Uh, to be clear, uh, it's not. Well, let me let me rephrase that because it's not clear. Uh, will this show up at retail outside of Hasbro Pulse is really a big unknown at the moment. My inclination is probably not. I think that uh, Hasbro is probably going to keep these tight to the chests and kind of release them as they need to do pre-orders as they run out of stock, etc., uh, not in the sense of a has lab where everything gets pre-ordered in advance and they know how many to make, but if they run out of stock and they know that they have a two month timeline to generate more of them, uh, potentially they could deplete stock and then do pre-orders and not worry about having to get these to GameStop or uh, Best Buy, which is when was another partner for the last Spengler wand, et cetera. So, uh, you know, this is something that if you're into it, if you're a completionist or if you don't have a Neutrona wand, I'm not going to say it's a bad product because the Spangler wand is not a bad product, not a bad product. Uh, it's a perfectly good, you know, uh, <clears throat> for the price point prop that you can get or replica that you can utilize with a HasLab proton pack. And this new wand will work with the HasLab proton pack, too. Uh, there's no functionality difference between what you're getting here. It's entirely cosmetic. But to me, that's the rationale for why I don't need another one. Um, I've got all the functionality that I already need. So. I hope Hasbro is successful at selling these to folks who don't already have wands uh, or for folks who are really uh, adamant about having more than one. But for me, it's probably going to be a pass uh, in terms of other promotional merchandise that's coming out for uh, this upcoming movie. Cinemark appears they're going to have a popcorn bucket. Uh, if you recall from the last movie, Cinemark also had a popcorn bucket. It was not the Ecto-1 bucket. That was AMC's. 
but it was the little uh, mini puffed holding a bowl that said stay puffed marshmallows on it where the popcorn went in. This bowl is very similar to that one. It's Slimer holding a container of popcorn, uh, except that the popcorn container sort of like goes all the way into his mouth such that when they pour the popcorn into the bowl, you'll be pulling the popcorn out of not just the container he's holding, but also his mouth, um, which is kind of fun to consider and think about uh, that you're going to eat popcorn that's been regurgitated by uh, a class five free roaming vapor. So uh, no details yet on when these are going to be released at Cinemark, but they will be Cinemark exclusives. Ghostbusters News uh, reported on this earlier in the week and the photos they have shown literally show the Cinemark logo on the popcorn tub itself. That's a little different uh, from the Stay Puff one they put out, which had no markings from Cinemark, and I think was actually eventually brought uh, to some other theater chains as a result of that because it was flexible. Uh, so this appears it's going to stay at Cinemark. Uh, where and when it'll be released is not yet known, but I'm going to give you a pro tip for fun because you're uh, awesome people who listen to this podcast. The last time we did this, uh, you had to run around to different Cinemark locations to try and find this popcorn bucket unless you figured out that you could use the snacks on the app function within the Cinemark app and you could order the popcorn buckets or the plushes uh, to then like literally go and pick up at the snack bar. So uh, you may want to put the Cinemark app on your phone if you don't have it right now uh, and create a login purely so that you can do this. And the final pro tip I'll give you, which is some some real like, you know, deep level, deep cut stuff here. You can return a movie ticket that you buy online as long as you do it before the movie starts. So if you order things to pick up 10 minutes before that have to go with the movie ticket, you can pick up your stuff, walk up to a manager and ask them to cancel your ticket. I know some of you right now are like, dude, did you really do that before the last movie? You say you shameful person, you. And the answer is yes, I did. (laughs) But, you know, COVID was going on. There was all kinds of stuff going on and. I really needed a set of afterlife plushes and I really needed that popcorn bucket. Uh, that being said, uh, don't abuse that, you know, don't be like, or 15 of them and then show up and be like, hi, I want all the popcorn buckets and, uh, I'll take them and put them on eBay. Don't be trashy. Use this for good, not for evil. Beyond the, uh, direct promotional stuff that's tied into the release of the movie, such as things like the Cheetos or, you know, a prop that's going to be featured in the movie. Um, sort of, kind of, because it's featured in every movie um, and beyond the popcorn bucket. There's a couple other items coming out merch wise this week. Uh, Halloweencostumes.com has given us our first look at a few different items, one of them being a porch light cover uh, for your outside lamps that you can put over your porch light and then you'll have a giant glowing like advertisement almost for the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man in cartoon format. This is a really cool and fun image. You can take a look at these products over on Ghostbusters News really quickly and easily on one page. Uh, And this porch light cover is something I'm totally going to buy because it's priced for like $14.99 and anticipated to come out like in the middle of the summer. So for $15, I can have a porch light cover that I'll know I'll be ready for for Halloween. Um, This is a done deal. $15 is perfect price for an outdoor piece of decor for Halloween uh, that I can just add to my existing display. The other thing that they've illustrated will be coming this June is a black and red uh, treat bag for $7 that looks like it's got a distressed uh, no ghost logo that is not yet sized in terms of like, you know, measurements. But Jason Fitzsimmons speculates that this is something similar to a small grocery bag in terms of its size. So not, you know, mind blowingly expensive things here, just kind of cool, playful things that you can grab for less than $20 uh, really kind of together. 
or $22 if you're doing more effective math than I am. Uh, but you know, the sort of the point here is that you're going to probably see more stuff. Like as we get closer to the movie, I imagine the Halloween costumes has more up their sleeves, uh, than just, <laughs> you know, porch light covers and, uh, candy bags. That being said, uh, one thing that Jason has noted in his coverage of this is that the previously discussed Slimer candy bowl holder that's coming out has been moved up. It was originally slated to come out in June, but is now slated to come out later this month. Uh, and so that is something you may be able to score before you head into the new movie if you want to. Uh, I have to say, like looking at the product images of that, it looks kind of great. Um, but I think it's a really well done piece. As much as I typically don't like the foam based, uh, you know, Halloween candy holder, because I kind of think that the hollow backs and the foam is phoning it in. Uh, but this looks really nice, and I, it's something that I'm a little more interested in. It stands about 21 inches tall. So if you're interested in any of these products, uh, go and check out Jason Fitzsimmons coverage over on Ghostbusters News on the one hand, because everything is there and, you know, really well organized for you on the other, because clicking through his links helps him. And that's good because uh, it's always good to keep, you know, the Ghostbusters news flowing so we know what's going on with it. Beyond the stuff coming from Halloween costumes, there's apparently a new culture fly Ghostbusters bundle box. You may remember these from Afterlife, that there was one of these, I believe, at Walmart and perhaps one at Best Buy, if I'm not mistaken, although I could be. Uh, and these are essentially like collectible boxes. So you get like four or five items in a box together for 20 to $30. Uh, in this case, Walmart is offering a five piece collectible bundle that includes a, uh, a snapback hat, a no ghost LED light, a ghost trap popcorn bucket, which I'm not clear on what it's made of. It's either cardboard or it's plastic and I can't make up my mind. A 60 inch by 40 inch fleece blanket uh, and classic character name patches. All of that plus a free Fandango movie rental is all for grabs for $24.88, which I mean, to be honest, given everything that's in there is actually not a bad deal. The challenge you'll have if you want to grab this is that it currently is only available at Walmart in the U.S. and is only available at Walmart literally in person. Uh, there's no availability online. And believe me, I checked. If you hop over to Ghostbusters News and look at Jason's coverage, he actually has the uh, UPC or rather EAN barcode uh, SKU in his coverage. And if you scan it with the Walmart app, the product will come up as something it knows about. But then when you click on it to see product details, it immediately tells you the product doesn't exist. So um, this may be something that shows up on the website eventually too, uh, given that it is something that's showing up in the website database, but currently whatever listing exists for it is not publicly accessible. So if you want this, you're going to have to head out to a Walmart and track it down or just wait and see what happens because there's a really good chance it'll turn up later. <laughs> it's a culture fly box. They tend not to be too exclusive or hard to get in the end. Um, couple other items here uh, that are kind of weird to think about for merchandise and that's the uh, jada transformers die cast ghostbusters vehicles that were announced this week this is an odd product to me uh it's a jada is the you know company that makes hollywood rides that they have made one uh, one to 24 scale ecto ones for quite some time as well as a one to 32 scale ecto one and now what they've got coming out are two vehicles uh, one of which is an ecto one but it is wearing the livery and colorway of Optimus Prime um, from Transformers, meaning that it is red and blue uh, and <laughs> essentially looks a lot like Prime's trailer. Um, so it's not going to look like the typical Ecto-1. 
And the other vehicle in this set is uh, a Mack truck, you know, uh, cab. So it's essentially the other half of Optimus Prime. And the colorway copies that of the San Diego Comic-Con Transformers, uh, you know, Ecto-35 that came out, where essentially it was Optimus Prime, but done up in the colorway and the livery of the Ecto-1 with some slime on it and stuff. And I'm going to be honest with you, this is a weird set of products in my mind. These do not transform, but they are Transformers branded stuff. So clearly Hasbro has licensed the Transformers name to Jada at the same time as Ghostbusters and Sony Pictures have licensed the Ghostbusters name to Jada. Um, So this is a weird mashup, you know, that kind of like takes off from that comic book release from 2019 that introduced this concept of Ghostbusters and Transformers crossed over. But it's really kind of odd to me because it doesn't transform. It's just two die cast vehicles that happen to be in those colorways. Uh, so if there's something that interests you, if this is the thing that like you collect die cast vehicles, you can keep an eye out for these uh, for a release this fall. There's no pre-order information yet and no retail listings, but Jada is announcing that these will come out uh, during this fall season in 2024. If you want to take a look at these two products, you can go and head over to the Ghostbusters News website where Jason has really good uh, photos and uh, product images, both of just you know the cars, but also the boxes and packaging, etc. So again, this is something that I, I'm not really sure that I will end up with because I'm not really much of a Transformers collector. It's not a thing that scratches my itch, but I did pick up the you know uh, Ectotron when it came out, and I do have an Ecto 35, but those are actually Transformers. They actually transform. <laughs> These are not. I'm not really sure what to make of them, but they are kind of cool looking and detailed and interesting. And to be clear, like it's not every day you see a red Ecto one. So uh, if this is something you think might be for you, go and check that out at Ghostbusters News. Outside of the official merch we've talked about uh, in terms of you know toys, collectibles, the thing we need to talk about for a couple moments is video games. Uh, Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord had a pretty big update last week. In a new release titled Slimer Hunt, players return to the Hookfaber Mansion and they are there to uh, go through and use their PKE meters to try and find a ghost. And in this case, they are now chasing down Slimer. Uh, so Slimer has been added to the game in this new gameplay mode, but he's also there as a playable character. Apparently you can swap him in and play as that character model. I'm interested to know what that looks like. Like, does he wear a proton pack? I have no idea. Uh, but there's also some new cosmetics that are arriving as part of the uh, update to this game, including some new flight suits that are based on the first two Ghostbusters movies, some additional color uh, options that the real Ghostbusters cartoon series made popular. And I'll be honest with you, like I could give you more details and list them off to you that Jason's discussed over at Ghostbusters News, but I'm not going to because he has an amazing in-depth interview with Nathan Basley, who's the uh, director of this game for End Dreams. And I really want to suggest that if you're a person who's interested in like Ghostbusters VR, go take a look at this, not only because, you know, Jason's done a good job, but I, I don't have this. So my ability to talk about what goes on in the game is somewhat limited and stunted, uh, whereas Jason has literally done several videos on this game and showed like what the gameplay updates are like. So know that this is out there. I have had an opportunity to dabble in this for about half an hour a few weeks ago, and it was kind of fun. Uh, I am interested to see this Slimer hunt thing because I think it's more interesting than what I played. But if you want to see more about this, um, go and take a look at Jason's coverage because it's going to inevitably be inevitably be more comprehensive and more effective than what I'm going to just reiterate to you. Uh, that that being said, it does look pretty cool. 
And they brought Dan Aykroyd to the table. Like he's involved in this and worked on putting together the uh, the voice acting. He's adding to the plot, et cetera. And to me, that's really cool because it means that Rise of the Ghost Lord is getting some of the same love that Spirits Unleashed is uh, in terms of principal actors coming on board and being involved in these projects. Those are probably necessary evils, like even if those are things people don't want to do, uh, if they want these projects to be successful. We've all come through Ghostbusters, the video game, and I think if you don't spend some time giving us face time with those characters, it's hard for people to take these games as seriously as the game that, you know, you got to spend all of your time with your primary cast from the original Ghostbusters as you played through it. Outside of official merch news, we need to talk about uh, a very important announcement from our friends over at Phantasm Toys. Phantasm Toys has not one, not two, not three, but four different ghosts that you can grab right now. To be fair, two of them are in a two pack. So really, it's three items that you can pick up at once. Uh, but if you recall, the one part of what uh, Phantasm does is not only those awesome class 10 figures or the XL figures that I showed you a few weeks ago or talked about with relationships to the Viggy release, but where Phantasm began was on minifigures, and they are going back to uh, sort of basics and releasing four new figures from their creep, their Crypt Creepers line. Uh, these are figures that pay uh, tribute to the Kenner Real Ghostbusters line and fit within the same scale, so if you but you know, want to display them alongside Real Ghostbusters figures, they fit right alongside the existing Companion Ghosts. And up for grabs uh, are a few different options. I've talked about a couple of these in the last few weeks with Tony, uh, with others, and several of these are hilarious. The first of these that I like I'm going to need because it's just hilarious and hysterically funny to me is a ghost called Parka Geist, which is the red Parka from Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. If it were possessed, uh, this is going to measure in about three feet high has some great sculpted components like zippers, um, you know, the no the, the universal no logo on the right arm. Uh, it has a big, giant, gaping mouth that reminds you of male fraud. And it's just something that's absolutely hysterical. And that I've already told Tony I want him to re-sculpt and do as like a snap-on armor for the figures, much like the snap-on armor that Masters of the Universe figures had years ago. But for now... He's just a standalone ghost that comes in a really cool package with some great art uh, that Brendan, you know, of Baducci Studios and Phantasm Toys put together. So that's twenty five dollars. Uh, there's the first ever Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed inspired action figure or companion figure. Uh, this one is called, I believe, Blinky, which is kind of a take on the character you may know from Spirits Unleashed known as Winky. He is comes out of a glow in the dark. Tobin's spirit guidebook uh, that is at the base of this and hovers over the top of it. And I'm not kidding you. Like he he's not like, remember, this is not something where like Tony and Brendan had access to any assets from the game. They had to recreate or create their own spin on this character. But I'm telling you, he looks like he came straight out of the video game. It's wild. Uh, so this is twenty eight dollars. He's pink. He hovers over the glow in the dark book and he's amazing. The only thing I'm really worried about is that if I buy him, he may begin showing or throwing projectile torpedo slime at me from across the room and knock me on my ass, uh, which is something I've had happen to me in that game way too many times. But, you know, I'll probably be safe. And the last two items go together. Uh, they are a pair of Compa of companion ghost size terror pups uh vinnie and zuli are their names and essentially for 45 dollars a pair you get two two inch tall hellhounds 
that you can then place next to, you know, your favorite Ghostbusters figures. I'm going to argue that they would go really great right next to uh, their Gozerian figure or rather Destructor figure they put out a while back, uh, which is sort of the Kenner Classics take on Gozer that Phantasm Toys did, given that we never got that figure in the animated universe. Uh, so these are all options that are available for you now for pre-order. They opened on uh, the 6th of February and will probably be open for a couple weeks, I imagine. Don't miss out on these. Lots of really cool stuff here. And, uh, you know, go take a look at phantasmtoys.com to see what they've got on offer. I will remind folks that one of my favorite things about this line of Crypt Creepers figures is they each come with a clamshell with custom artwork that's really awesome and that can be resealed. So if you're the kind of person who likes to be able to take your figures out and have mini figures out and put them all over the place, but then put them away because life is disorganizing and messy, uh, that's an option for you. <laughs> that's one of my favorite things about Phantasm Toys is that all of the packaging is reusable and it is on these clamshells as well. Okay. So that kind of gives you the lay of the land on headlines for this week. There was quite a bit there, and I imagine there's going to be even more as we get close to the movie. But let's go now to my conversation with Bob Anderson and Ryan Espin as we get into talking about their new collaborative project uh, for Ghostbusters franchises, the whoyougonnacall.org database. Joining me on Extraplasm Podcast from two dueling cities who both claim to have a great taste of pizza, but only one of them is right. Bob Anderson from the Windy City Ghostbusters and, of course, Ryan Espin from the New York City Ghostbusters, the home team that's winning the pizza debate. Uh, how are you guys doing? <laughs> Ryan, how are you? I'm glad to be back. Thank you. And uh, I'm doing great, just like our pizza. Yeah, I agree. Bob, how are you? I'm starting off this interview uh, very disgruntled. <laughs> You know, I love the fact that Jon Stewart is coming back to The Daily Show. Like, this has been the big news is that he's going to be coming back, like, and hosting again on Mondays on Comedy Central. They're like, how do we become relevant again during a presidential election? Wait, we've had a political show that's been scrambling to be relevant for years. Well, well, let's just go get the guy who used to run it when it was relevant and have him do it once a week, which I love. But, like, I love the fact that when they came and got him and, like, decided to start promoting him, the YouTube channel for Comedy Central started to post Jon Stewart clips to remind people like this was peak daily show. This is what it was like. And the very first clip they posted was Jon Stewart talking about a deep dish pizza as a casserole. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, because <laughs> I had just referenced this a couple weeks ago when Ectotech was in Chicago and I was like, don't eat any casserole while you're there. <laughs> it's like, so I'm sorry, Bob, I threw you under the pizza. It's, bus. it's okay. I, I'm, I'm used to it. It's, it's fine, even though that's not real Chicago style pizza. But that's an argument for another day. Wait, wait, wait. No, no. Now you've intrigued me. If that's not real. Okay, Chicago so pizza. stuffed pizza, stuffed pizza, the sauce oh. on top and the cheese. That's what we call tourist pizza or Ooh. fancy pizza. I see. Real Chicago style pizza is tavern style, little thicker crust. It's made in the back of a bar. Um, it's real crispy, nice and thick, and it's cut into squares. Mm. That gotcha. my friends is the true Chicago style pizza. The stuff stuff's great. In fact, I just had some for dinner today. It's it's good, but it's not. You know, if somebody comes in from out of town, I'll feed that to them. But that's not something I eat normally. You know, if I go to New York, which I was just there, you know, back in November, I had three brothers. That's New York pizza to me, and it's really good. So 
That's that's what I'm getting at. You know, you go there and that's the style of pizza you get. But in Chicago, we have two. So fun fact. Well, then you should also you got to come up with like some other new thing, like the Detroit thing. I don't, I don't know where that came from. All of a sudden, like Detroit's like, we have a pizza, too. We swear we had it the mm-hmm. whole time. <laughs> now we all are like, OK, cool. We believe you, Detroit. Fine. But <laughs> oh, we, we, It's fine. We just let them have it. I mean, reality is where, you know, the, the city is there. And I love New York style pizza. We have this argument and it's there. We had the, our two Slimers. It was yeah. uh, deep dish. And uh, what, what, what do we call uh, so, you? So, yeah. So I have the puppets. I have a puppet Slimer and Windy City has a puppet Slimer as well, too. Yeah. So uh, we're thin crust. Our puppet Slimer is thin crust and theirs is deep dish. Deep dish. <laughs> yes. See, I think that we need to have this kind of a uh, maybe like ghost pizza eating competition or something like <laughs> to be real like i kind of feel like at this point chicago is jockeying to try and be like a new location for uh ghost busting excuse me <laughs> what do you mean like uh, listen if it wasn't for the city of chicago you wouldn't have Ghostbusters. one oh i agree uh, okay i th- jockeying i'm like sir no no, no. <laughs> i mean that in terms of like our understanding of where ghostbusters happens right like currently happens in two places in canon right like new york city and apparently the middle of nowhere in oklahoma right but i feel like we're on the precipice of ghostbusters potentially like if you had to do another city you could do chicago easily there's already these sort of connections to like second city and stuff if we go back to a couple of days ago just you know groundhog day happened in the city of chicago uh it's now harold ramus day not just groundhog day because uh you know he's commemorated so and now you have wonderverse like sitting there in the yes. suburbs of chicago so to me like I kind of feel like, you know, that Chicago's already on the precipice of being a Ghostbusters place. It's not quite there yet for me in terms of being well known as that until we set something there. But if we had to, you could have like, you know, a ghost that was really into deep dish pizza. Uh, <laughs> Slimer's bring Slimer here whenever and he can enjoy a slice of Zah. Oh, I just say you remember Snoopy has a cousin. Uh, Spike, wasn't it? The skinny guy that lived in the desert. Yeah, he like wears like yes. a hat and has like a mustache. Like I feel like Slimer <laughs> needs a Chicago cousin who's like Spike. Oh, he's a it's a rat actually because what we call the Chicago Bulldogs. They're they're the giant sewer rats. So gotcha. that would be, it would be a sewer rat ghost. Oh, I thought you were talking about that recent like rat hole. In the Chicago. rat hole and the rat hole in Chicago. I was there. Yeah. It was wonderful. <laughs> it's like basically just like a piece of almost dried cement sidewalk that a rat imprinted itself on and now it's like this recent tourist attraction they uh they pulled that up <laughs> and the all the alderman was like we have to redo this so uh, the, all the local bars got together and started bidding on this hunk of concrete and all the money they raised <laughs> for the rat hole all went to charity it was wonderful good on chicago so does someone own it now like yeah this, like- it went to a bar you can go and see the rat hole at night <laughs> I don't know what bar wanted by any means, but yeah. And I went there and there were crowds and crowds of people surrounding this hole. Somebody got married there. Okay. So what you're telling me is that in Punxsutawney, people go out to see a rat, see a shadow. But in Chicago, people go to see the imprint of a dead rat. A rat a yeah. In rat. fact, we actually just reach into the like the like rat caves of Chicago, our um our groundhog, and we pull it out. And if it sees its shadow, you know, that's how we do it. Uh, joking aside, we do have we do have Woodstock, Illinois, which is a you know far extreme suburb, which is where Groundhog's Day was shot. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, this is good. I, I like this. This is we're on the precipice, not just of being like, hey, Chicago is a place where ghost busting could happen. But it's also the place where the deepest, darkest, most twisted version of the movie Groundhog Day could happen. Oh, where, it's just the real know. version. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, you look at our rats compared to New York City's rats. They're there's at least raised turtles. Ours didn't do even that. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, New York City's rats eat the right kind of pizza. And then they become like, and they become viral celebrities. There's footage of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if one of our rats tried to pull a slice of ours, they'd break their neck. Right, that's the point. Like pizza yeah. rat can eat pizza in New York because New York pizza is portable, whereas like your Chicago pizza, you got to put it inside of like a children's size swimming pool and then like sit down <laughs> with like a shovel, and try to eat that. <laughs> <laughs> like 10 minutes into this podcast we haven't talked about any ghostbuster stuff We're like let's just talk about chicago and pizza that's just fine i mean i'm there joking aside chicago is um you know it's one of the biggest metropolitans in the country and as far as ghostbusters are concerned you know it could take place here we had that comic that came out ghostbusters international was it called where the fr- main franchise was based in chicago it was the second city ghostbusters right you're talking to the wrong guy i lost a trivia contest Oh, yeah, that's right. You did lose the trivia contest. <laughs> You'll always be my favorite memory of the of the trivia contest, Ryan. <laughs> I didn't ask any comic book questions, though. That was all. I know. I was very grateful. That's kind of funny. I won the L.A. Ghostbusters, uh, you know, Ghostbusters trivia contest, like probably last year, whenever it was. And. Then the next time we got together, they had another one and it was like, we got some comic book questions. And I'm like, oh, fuck. No, (laughs) (laughs) we we, I skipped on those on purpose. Oh, man, the old trivia bowl. I'm getting my blood pressure skyrocketing just thinking about it. We'll save it. I I showed up to the second contest. I had missed the entire first round because I was last year in the last set of awful California rain that we survived where I basically drove what was described as a rain blizzard. It would have been a blizzard if it was snow, except it was rain. Drove all the way to like Pasadena to go meet up and showed up after having missed the entire first round of the competition. Still came in second, uh, even though the power went out in the middle of our competition. I remember that now. That was you. (laughs) Oh, man. I remember that now. But here's the best part is the person who won that round. Shout out to Wesley Kellison, who uh, is of L.A. Ghostbusters. He can no longer compete because he joined their franchise. <laughs> so now only I can win if I go because I'm still not a member. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's my whole reason why. That's why you don't join a group. Yeah, the LA franchise is like, why don't you join our group? I'm like, because then I can't win your trivia contest. Clearly, uh, you know, that's why yeah. I'm really out here. I'm starting a podcast so I can amass all the knowledge and then win all the trivia contests and take home God only knows how many different diamond select figures from places (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of like when a ghostbuster enters a costume contest at a bar around halloween and it's like i'm just gonna win all of my free drinks for the night thank you yeah yeah exactly you know it's just like oh you wore a proton pack to a bar that's it you're taking home you know clearly unless somebody comes in like seriously upping their game you know it happens but yeah i'm in suburban parent mode now so like my with my kids you know he's five years old so I brought the Ecto to a trunk or treat and I'm like, yeah, we're not going to enter the trunk or treat. We're just going to hand out candy. Like, cause they had like a competition. So <laughs> oh, I'm like, that's nah, not we're fair. Just, it's not fair. Like, you know, these parents work hard on their trunks and I'm just rolling up in the hearse. <laughs> you know, 
Yeah, you're like the you're like the guy who's cheating at the Pinewood Derby. Yeah. You know, like, oh yeah. Like that's exactly what it is. You are the dad who's like adding extra weights to the car and like hauling yeah. out things, and people are like you can't do that. And you're like, no, I'm just we're not really here to compete. We're just here to be cool. Uh huh. <laughs> You can give the medals to the other kids who all use the stock kit, but we made the Ecto one in the Pinewood Derby and it's awesome. It shoots slime at the other cars. And yeah, <laughs> wait, why don't I have that? That's a thing we now need. Um, Mara, that's, one I of my members, a uh, suburban dad mode, Joe Gagliano. He does an Ecto. Well, when his kids were in Boy Scouts, he did Ecto one uh, Pinewood Derby cars that oh, won nice. all the competitions. And I'm like, yeah. that's not fair. <laughs> I don't have kids, but there's like two things that if I did have kids, I know I would do. And it's like that the Ecto one, like I wouldn't be like, I'm going to be a great dad. No, I'll be a terrible dad. But like, I'm just kidding. But like, uh, if I, you know, I don't feel like I don't have kids, but like if I was, my nieces or my nephews were like, Hey, uh, will you help me out with my Pinewood Derby? I would totally build them an Ecto one. And the other thing I've always thought was really cool was the people who take the little tykes car and yeah, they, uh, make it the Ecto one. Redo ones. it as the Ecto one is the like little, the little, what is it called? The cozy coop or something. The cozy yeah. coops. Yes. Yeah. So they evaded that in uh, yeah. Dijk Jaeger in Germany. Yes. Yeah. Well, Dijk Jaeger just, you know, Dijk Jaeger invents everything. They're, oh, they're the best. They're they actually the best. have a containment unit at this point. They're the most impressive prop Ghostbuster group in the entire world. It they're the only in- Ghostbuster group in the entire world to actually have caught some ghosts. That's what yeah, I heard. I, um, I would believe that. And, you know, <laughs> they came to uh, New York for a tour. So we drove them around in the Ecto. And this is relatively new when we just got that ecto and i'm i'm so i was not used to old cars so i flooded the engine not oh, knowing, job, ryan you, you know like yeah like whatever you know um so uh we're just there's pictures of us like pulled over with just the german ghostbusters and i just with like the the hood of the ecto open and them like trying to go through it and stuff and i'm like man german engineering here. <laughs> <laughs> you know i think the stuff they do is so amazing but like one of the things i love about our fandom is that like we've all at this point thanks to the internet and thanks to like tools that help us come together and like see each other's you know work and collaborate and whatnot we all know who that is like i think yes. if you said like d geister jaeger like 20 years ago people have been like what are you talking about is that a beer yeah, uh, like <laughs> is that next to Heineken on the shelf? No, it's just the is. single greatest Ghostbuster prop makers on the planet. You know, no <laughs> question just, about it. Yeah, um, and one of the things that we're going to talk about, you know, while you're here, is this really cool project the two of you are working on that kind of helps to bring Ghostbusters groups and you know folks who are fans of Ghostbusters and groups together, uh, which is a database that you're working on. Uh, yes. You know, that I think is really amazing and cool. We're definitely going to get into, but. Uh, I just want to say also that I'm just glad the two of you are here. Um, it's nice to see oh, you again, you. Ryan and uh, Bob. It's you. nice to finally like, you know, put like names to faces and get to like meet you face to face a little yes. bit on camera because, you know, like your name, your name uh, has a reputation that precedes itself. That is good. Um, I was going to say, I hope it's good. I hope it's yeah, good. we joked about this earlier. You were like, <laughs> yeah, your reputation that precedes you. Like, was it bad? And I'm like, no, it's good. Like you're the guy who hosted trivia during the pandemic. And while we were all down and out, you were like, let's come together and be a community. And everybody did it and had a fun time. I um, will you know? never forget that because it, I kept myself up for days, making sure that was going to work. I remember reading the text when you sent it to me. You're like, Hey, would, would New York be down for doing this if we did this? And I'm like, yeah, just let me know when. Like, I will never forget it. I was taking a bath one day and I was like, man, no Ghostbuster groups are doing any events right now. That sucks. Wait a second. 
what if I did like a virtual event? And I was like, what do I do? I was like, trivia? Like, all right, maybe I'll just invite like five teams I like. And then five teams turned into 10 teams. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a second. What if I make these teams like bet money for charity? And then <laughs> from there, uh, between the Windy City and Ben from Louisiana, we raised $7,000 in one night for nice. multiple charities across realistically North America. Yeah. And I'll, I'll never forget that. That was such a cool moment in my life that um, my blood pressure will never let me forget. Um, <laughs> I, I want to share one fast story about it, and I promise to move on and talk about it. it my yeah, favorite moment cool. of that, the trivia bowl, I'll never talk about it these days because it's, you know, it's older now. It's going on four years old, which is weird to say out loud. I remember uh, my favorite question I asked, and it was the fa- my because there were contributors to the questions, right? So there were groups of us that wrote questions. And um, I wrote several, but my favorite question was, how many points did the Dow Jones drop on the cover of the New York Times? Oh, USA Today. The USA Today, there you go. The USA Today, how many points did the Dow Jones drop? And I read the question and I looked up and Ryan's screen was right in my my line of sight. Mm -hmm. And Ryan's face just drops. Yeah. Wide (laughs) open mouth. And I was like, there's got to be some jerk that's going to get this question right. There's got to be. Nobody got that question right. Not a I one. I wouldn't have got that question right. I think I, the I only, don't remember what it was. It was. I couldn't tell you. The only yeah. person, and I think he reached out to me after the fact was Alex Newborn. He knew the answer. I could see that. Yeah, he knew it. And that because Ben was like, we should put the champion Larry against Alex Newborn. And I'm like. I don't know who Alex is. And he's like, you probably should. Oh, Alex. Yeah, <laughs> and then that's how I met trivia. Alex. And that, that man is, yeah. that man yeah. knows so much about Ghostbusters. It's impressive. Yeah. And that's actually kind of where the map project came from was the concept of togetherness. It's funny you said that because the other thing I was going to say is that, you know, you're well known from as being one of the people who was pivotal in sort of the generation of the most recent Ghostbusters franchise map. Um, yeah. along with Jacob Bartlett, I believe. Right. Yes. So it was like a windy city and circle city collaboration yeah. thing going on there. Yeah, yeah. Jacob's my hetero life mate. Um, I love that man. <laughs> it, it, I'm not joking. People know that his wife knows yeah. that I call his wife, my sister wife. Um, <laughs> Jacob and I were, um, Jacob and I are really close and our franchises because they're only like two, two and a half, three hours away from each other. We call each other sister franchises when one succeeds, the other one succeeds. Right. right. And so we always we do cross promotions and Jacob and I talk all the time. And uh, once upon a time ago, the old map project used to be done by uh, Stephen Greenwood from the Wisconsin Ghostbusters. And, you know, he when he was doing it and uh, this is me not downgrading Stephen at all. I love Stephen Greenwood very much. Dear friend of mine. When he was doing the map project, there wasn't as many franchises as there are now by any means. And so he put out a different, you know, Mark five and he'd put one out maybe like once a year. Right. And then eventually Steven's just like, I can't keep doing this. So, you know, I saw people sharing the old map projects. I was giving Steven a hand very, very loosely during his last time doing it of just trying to get him information. And um, he was just like, I can't do it anymore. And I was like, okay, I understand. So then me and Jacob sat on the phone one day and he was like, I was like, man, what if we did the map project? And he was like, we should do the map project. And so we sat down, we had a little conference call. We came up with the rules for it. And 
that's how it was. Because if there's one thing about this hobby that I love, other than the fact that I'm, you know, able to give an $8,000 check to a children's hospital and 1300 choice to toys to underprivileged children this year. <laughs> yeah. Other than those aspects of me, like actually giving back to the community by something I love is I love our community, right? It's so cool that like, I have friends all over the country now that I don't ever get to see, but yet I've either made a big impact on their life or they made a big impact on my life. Heck, just the last year I was in New York City standing up in one of the New York City Ghostbusters weddings, my other hetero life mate, Dan Hoffman. Mm -hmm. And it's just so funny because I went to when I was at his wedding and I'm meeting his family for the first time. They're like, oh, you're from Chicago. What are you? Did you live here? No, (laughs) no, I, I don't live here. Right. I never lived here. Oh, um, then how do you know uh, Ghostbusters? And uh, that was the running gag for a long time was that I was right. uh, just a random Ghostbuster that stood up in some guy's wedding across the country from me. <laughs> and I, you know, I just I love the concept of togetherness. And it's so cool to me when you get to slap a bunch of franchise logos together and you get to create this thing. And so Jacob and I put together this map. Um, I did a lot, all the data entry because um, I'm not artistic by any means. Um, <laughs> so Jacob did all the logo redesigns. That man, that that man, every Ghostbuster group in the country deserves to give that man a thank you for the work he did on your logos because mm-hmm. none of y'all gave us good logos <laughs> and he had to come up with high quality images. Some did, some did. I joke, of course. New York City Ghostbusters, York City Ghostbusters gave us a good logo. <laughs> anyway, I would say, but most people don't come at it from a graphical standpoint, right? Like sure. a graphic design standpoint. So Jacob literally redesigned two thirds, not redesigned, but made upscaled two thirds sure. of these logos. Right. And all I did was data entry. And I was like, it was my idea to do it. But Jacob's the real hero of the project. But the big thing was that neither one of us have like web design skills. That's not a thing either one of us ever had. And so when we were talking about doing the map, I was like, wouldn't it be cool if you can like, highlight the logo and you can like click on the logo right and he was like yeah but that sounds like a lot of work so we just left it alone plus we vowed never to do this again um (laughs) due to some uh, unfortunate incidents that happened during that project that were out of my hands and um there's this guy from new york you had a ghostbusters collaborative project and there was drama you are you (laughs) i don't want to talk about it (laughs) You don't drama, have to. And I, I, just, I want to point out here, Jim. It's uh, it's dramas plural. Um, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just playing around. But like, oh I no, always, no I mean, it's something where you know, anytime there's anything, it has like people can contribute to. There's inevitably something that goes wrong, uh, even yes. if people's intentions are good. You know, yeah. No, so, so then this jerk from New York City was like, we should really make a database about this. And then Jacob and I were like, no. <laughs> and then we so, sat around wait is that the jerk who's sitting here no <laughs> yeah that's i'm it talking is. about this jerk ryan espin from know, new york I'm city ghostbusters he's reaching out to me and jacob throughout the year and he's like we should really think about doing some kind of database and jacob and i are like here's the logos you you take the logos we don't want any part of this and then so beginning of this year jacob and i were sitting there staring at the map and i got a message from some guy he just got his franchise put together in the map. You know, the map still gets circulated around to this day. Sure. It made some kind of splash, I suppose. It was cool. And, you know, a lot of people printed it out. Um, Eric has a copy at Ghost Corp, which is, I think, pretty cool. Um, you know, so anyway, I'm, I'm you know, we, we, we wanted to, it was a one and done thing. You know, maybe we'd add a couple logos here and there, but 
it was not going to be a living project by any means. So the beginning of this year, I'm getting messages and this guy sent me a really heartfelt message. Uh, I don't remember his name, um, but he sent me this really nice message saying, Hey, you know, um, I really appreciate what you're doing. My franchise that you have on the map is no longer like a thing. Gotcha. And we have a brand new franchise. And is it possible to get an update to the map? And I said, no, unfortunately it's, you know, that's, that's a big undertaking, deleting teams off, whatever. And then he was like, wouldn't it be cool if you guys would do that for like a website or something? And then I, you know, I joke because I was like, you know, Jacob squeezed my ears from Ghostbusters 2. That's the story I put in my head for <laughs> diving, diving back into this. And I was I called Jacob and I was like, have you thought about this database thing that Ryan was talking about? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, yeah. And then we sat there in silence for about five minutes. And then the next thing I know, we're in a group chat with Ryan Espen from the New York City Ghostbusters. And he gives us this really great pitch of, hey, you know, um, this is what we can do. And then um, Ryan brought in this amazing human being, dear friend of mine, the Ghostbusters hobby. It's funny because I never met the man in person, but that man like texts me and asks me about my well-being more than like my family does is uh, <laughs> Peter. Uh, is it Natalia or N Natal? How do you pronounce his last name, Ryan? Uh, well, you know, you put me on the spot. Uh, also a good friend of mine, Peter Natale, who Natale, I met. Natale. Yeah. I uh, was going to say Natale because I will tell you that I also chat with Peter. and um, He chats with everyone. Oh, Peter's the best, Peter's isn't the, he? I, I admittedly became friends with Peter because Peter is a member of the Hudson Valley Ghostbusters. Yes. Oh, yes and so, and as a person who spent eight years of his life living in Poughkeepsie, when I realized there was a Hudson Valley Ghostbusters... There wasn't one when I was there, right? Like it's sort of the point. And like when I moved out here and realized that now there was an active thing called the Hudson Valley Ghostbusters, I was just like, oh, I got to know what that's about. Cause that's like back home kind of sure. me, like people, you know, in the places that I've like known and grown. And so Peter and I have become friends over the years, like just via Facebook chat, because I was like, oh, what's going on with your group? It's cool that you're doing stuff. So I didn't realize when you first were talking to me, Ryan, about doing this database thing that Peter was involved. And then, mm -hmm. like, when I realized he was, I was like, oh, my, it's like all the all the greatest hits. <laughs> it's oh, it, like all it, come together. <laughs> it's I, the four of us. Um, it's me, Jacob, Ryan and Peter. I couldn't have asked for a better group. Now, keep in mind, my role in the project these days is I am a glorified data entry person. And I also deal with most of the problems that come through. So if somebody emails with a complaint, I usually begrudgingly look at the complaint and then I'll go to them and laugh about it. Um, <laughs> it's a good support team. We have. A, we have a really good support team. And I mean, like we've grown so much like together since we've started this project. And, you know, now we have the Buffalo Ghostbusters um, contest going on for the deck of cards. Right. And now our chat turns into us playfully smack talking one another about who gets more votes which by the way i think i'm in the lead out of the four of us <laughs> out of the four of us sure out of the four of us i believe i'm in the lead anyway um you know it's really funny because i you know i was chit-chatting with other franchises and they're like well do votes matter and i'm like apparently none of you guys care about one another because <laughs> ryan ryan and i were coming at each other's throats throughout the day and i was like yeah i was like <laughs> yeah well, shoot you apple boy <laughs> I was like, hey, we, we are the first to break 100. You were. Yeah, you were. <laughs> we were. I, I, I told him, listen, I'm going at this like with the energy of a parent selling their kids Girl Scout cookies. Like, hey, like go to this and like this. 
Just go. I shared it with my job. Is, I shared it with so my we family. Should clarify for anybody who's listening. Who's like, what are you talking about? Like, this is the uh, the playing card decks, right? That yes. Yes. sort of. If your franchise gets enough votes, then you get to be part of the uh, playing card deck that the Buffalo Ghostbusters are putting out, which I believe is part of their Ghostbusters Day celebration stuff. Yes. Right? Yeah. And it's so cool. I think I was just yeah. talking to Dan earlier about it. It's I like he's like, I can't believe it did so well. And I'm like, it's the same thing with the database for us or the map. You don't get merchandise with multiple franchises on it because technically we operate in a very uh gray area right you're not going to get a bob anderson ghostbuster action figure anytime soon uh sony if you're (laughs) listening to this uh holla at you boy my likeness is you could buy for like 50 cents and a handshake um (laughs) so you know so anyway sony holla at you boy eric you know my email and my phone number you could reach out anytime uh so you're never (laughs) going to get things like that but what you can get are things where it's a collaborative right and i love jacob does these splash um uh like images splash like montage images of all the logos put together and i'm like that's so cool because it just represents something that we all do across the world realistically right and it i think it's so fascinating because it's a legitimate piece of merchandise with all of these logos or at least 50 of them 52 realistically and i i just think that's very very brilliant and um you know that's partially in why we're doing this franchise you know directory is because at the end of the day, we have a really good sense of community in the Ghostbusters. I know I'm one of the first people to start complaining about it most days because, you know, nobody hates Ghostbusters more than Ghostbusters fans, I think is the (laughs) old school term. But, you know, you get past that and there is a lot of good people doing a lot of really good things. I mean, I watch New York City Ghostbusters telethon every year, even when I'm not a part of it, I'll sit there and watch the entire thing like, Cause there's so many good people that are doing so many good things. And I just, I want to celebrate that in any way I possibly can, you know? And yeah, now we have this really cool database that the general public is going to be able to get a hold of, and they're going to be able to, you know, look and book us for more things and charities are going to be getting a lot more bumps from us. And I think that's really amazing. I think that like, what's interesting right now is sort of this, like, and I don't know if it's sort of a post, pandemic-y thing or a sort of an afterlife brought it on kind of thing but i feel like there's more like cross franchise collaboration now than there might have been like maybe you know five even ten years ago like Mm -hmm. in the fandom and largely because like i mean there's tools for it to make that happen there's a greater ability for people to be involved in digital things for synergy and whatnot but like i think about things like the la ghostbusters kind of getting involved with starlight foundation and sort of spearheading that campaign a little bit, although they don't take much credit for being like, we did it. <laughs> but like, you know, there was this sort of attempt for lots of different franchises to come on board and contribute with that effort. There's been things like the toy drives, you know, that have been like a big collaborative effort that sort of got started as a New York city thing that kind of spread out a bit. And we've talked about on extra plasm that's involved the San Antonio folks a bit, you know, and sort mm-hmm. of been like involved folks from the count city countdown city geek cast. And that spread to a bunch of other franchises. And so I think it's such a valuable thing to start thinking about that. You know, like I think that for a long time there was this sort of sense of like our franchise does what our franchise does and yours does what it does. And so the collaborative sense between groups was not that high. So that's why it's like almost like when you point to the collaboration between say Windy City and Circle City, you can go, well, you're like three or four hours apart. And it's almost weird that we cross promoted each other's stuff because there's like other franchises that are even closer to each other that kind of will stay on their own, like, you know, in their own little zone and sort of stay in their own Uh, arena. And I think that that 
cross collaboration has become so much more valuable and powerful as like a transformative thing as like creating charity and creating those kinds of things. Like, how do you all feel about that? Maybe like Ryan, since you've kind of got had the idea for the database, like what's your take on that? I mean, the I've always loved doing cross collaboration with any other Ghostbuster groups. And the thing about it is that I feel like this really all started that like vibe around the premiere of the 2016 Ghostbusters film with all the mm. different groups came across each other. That's where I met Bob. That's where I met so many other different Ghostbusters from around the world. Um, it's just exciting, you know? Um, I've seen it firsthand because, you know, look, a part of the New York City Ghostbusters, we do get people reaching out like, hey, I'm coming to New York. Are there any Ghostbusters in town? And I would do my best to try to, you know, be in town to show them around. And if there's any other members from the group, like, hey, you know, these guys are coming in, we could say hi and be like, right. you know, make it make it fun. Um but I feel very strongly about collaborating with other Ghostbuster groups because at the end of the day, people, the general public are just going to see a group in khaki. You right. know, it doesn't matter where they're from. We're all just trying to work together and raise money for either a particular cause, uh, be it charity, be it doing different services uh, for, you know, uh, like, like there's all sorts of things that that the public will just see. And we need to make sure we're kind of all in check. A long, long time ago, there was an effort to do something like this, too, mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, there's a Facebook group called Ghostbusters Inc., which I'm an admin on. Um, and part of that effort was to kind of have like shared resources. So like the New York City Ghostbusters, for example, we would have our slime lab and yeah. our slime lab stuff would be shared within that Ghostbusters Inc. thing. So if any other group wanted to do it, they can just take the assets. And that was done by uh, Chris Beaumont, also a member of New York City Ghostbusters. That He did the logo for our group. Um, so I've always felt very strongly about this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I pestered uh, Bob and Jacob last year about the website. Uh, last year, I got a message from uh, a mom where that we did a birthday party for. And they were like, hey, you know... Uh, I have a sister, she's like in the Carolinas, and want to know if there's a Ghostbuster group around there. So I'm like, I don't know of any. Um, other, I mean, there's South Carolina Ghostbusters. Right. But other than that, I don't know anyone in that area. So I reached out to Bob and Jacob if they had like that information. So I saw like this whole like spreadsheet and I'm like, man, this needs to be a website. <laughs> <laughs> and once you know it's in a spreadsheet, you're like, that's Ouch. basically like a Google Docs document that's really like an Excel sheet that you can then draw things. It's a data source. That's yeah. what that is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, it's kind of funny you say that because like I, I work with a lot of spreadsheets and things as somebody who's, you know, doing class rosters and grading and thing, things. And like, I've learned just what like the power of mail merge will let you do in Word documents, like with just yeah. Excel, you know, and like what you can do with that is so useful. But then from there, like just website wise. Like, I think that makes so much sense. Like, I mean, we haven't told people yet, like what we're talking about really even by URL, oh, but like we should frame know, we should it, tell them. right? It's like, <laughs> like there's like, we've been like talking for like 25 minutes, 30 minutes. Like there's a database. People will like, there's a website that's going to be out there. It's not out there yet done, but it's called like who you going to call like who you like Y a who not I mean, you can go to who you going to call too, and it'll presumably work, but you can go to who you going to call.org and you can sign up now to put your own franchise in there. But the end product of this is going to be a searchable database and that like i think is so cool because i mean this is not to be overly critical but if you went back and listened to the extra plasms you would find it's bob so then you would be like that son of a bitch but like when the map came out 
my one thing was I was like, this is cool as a piece of art, but like, how does it work as something that's going to keep you up to date? Right. right. And so from my standpoint, like the map and set the same way that the two of you are talking about of like, whether you have somebody who leaves and is like, we're not doing this anymore. So we want to make sure we're not like being phone, you know, given phone calls and people emailing us or somebody who's looking to find someone else in a different place. Like the map in a way needs to be a living document. Right. Yeah. And it's like the database needs to be a living document. So to me, I see this as so cool because it's taken this like sort of niche that we figured out as a result of the map. And we would all love the map project. The map project is great, but here's how we could take that data that was gathered from that and make it something that becomes a public facing directory of, yes. you know, of like how to find a ghostbuster group in your area. And I can't like, how many times have you seen that post? Like in a Tons. social media group, like somebody joins a group, whether it's franchises worldwide or whether it's GB fans or wherever it is. And they're like, as anybody who knows if there's like, you know, a Ghostbusters group in the Allegheny, Pennsylvania area, <laughs> like, you mm-hmm. know, and it's just like, um, I don't know, maybe, um, reach out to so-and-so, but like, if you could put it in a zip code and then have it tell you like what the five closest are to your area and also their social media pages, like you'd be off on your way, you know? So yeah. I think and, it's such a cool and this thing. isn't the first attempt to this too. Like there's been other, like, uh, I know Chris Stewart did yeah. planet Ghostbuster, uh, right. proton charging, you know, like yep. this, this is not the first event. The 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 thing that I find important about this is to have more than one person work on this. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I agree. It ha- it has to be a collaborative effort. Yeah, you know, because look, I've been I- I've been wanting to work on this, but I didn't work on this at all until Bob and Jacob were like, "Hey, right, uh, maybe it's time we start this website." And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, no, so, I agree. Like, I think it has to be sort of a collaborative, ongoing project, and one that you can say has like multiple stewards right mm-hmm. kind of like taking yes. care of it because if somebody gets occupied somebody can't do it that's how these projects all end up inevitably kind of like existing and then right. like we all point to them and then like five years later somebody comes back and goes does anybody know what happened to that map that was out there there was a website that had all the franchises on it and it's yeah. like oh it's cool it looks awesome it's out there but it's stopped being maintained because it's just overwhelming you know for like one person to do it so the other benefit to having four different people on there, none of us are in the same franchise. I'm in Circle yeah. City, but we're for the most part, there's checks and balances too, right? right? Because we have a set of rules for you to join. And the four of us, if there is a questionable thing that comes up, well, we sit down and we talk about it. You know, I'm not going to go into specifics here. It's not what the purpose of this is, but, you know, situations come up. Sure. And it's nice to be able to refer back to something and be like, hey, guys, what do you think about this as a problem? Or, hey, guys, you know, let's take a quick vote. How do you feel about this? I mean, we haven't had that come up too much for the database. Yeah. I will tell you, we've had a couple, but I will tell you as far as the map project, those were things that Jacob and I had. We were on the calls. <sighs> three, four times a week about this, you know, but now it's, we have four people from four different franchises with four Mm -hmm. different eyes on it. And there's no bias there. Nobody can go in there and be like, well, Bob Anderson doesn't like me, which I couldn't tell you other than maybe like three people (laughs) in this community. I don't like, um, you know, so God to help them if they think I don't like them. Um, but yeah, if so, somebody says, well, Bob Anderson doesn't like me. Well, Bob Anderson's just, one out of four people right. that are there. So you're going to have to make at least three people mad at you for this to be an actual, <laughs> you know, if yeah. you're, you know, if you're breaking the rules, clearly you're breaking the rules. But if there's like a gray area, there's three people. I'm not going to have a bias and be like, I don't like Ryan Espen. The New York city Ghostbusters right. aren't going on it because I don't like Ryan. 
no, it's there's Bob shut, you know, shut your mouth. Um, there's three of us else here who are like, yeah, you might not like him. The dude might be a jerk, which, by the way, I'm just picking on Ryan because he's saying this, 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 this is actually real. You got called a jerk yeah, a couple yeah. times so far in this podcast. Just so we're clear. I, we've been um, I, I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on from Friday because J- uh, Ryan and I went in each other. Pretty oh, we did. The logo. Not that it matters. You know, poor Peter was like, well, you know, out of the three or out of the four of us. And I'm like, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was Windy City, myself and Circle City. Uh, so in New York City, Circle City, Windy City, all in like the top three. And then poor Peter in Hudson Valley. <laughs> He's sitting, you know, he's in he's the sitting, top 50. He's sitting pretty about in the middle, which is good for him. So what I'm hearing yeah. you say is that you want me to throw the official extra plasma endorsement on who the audience should go vote for the Hudson oh, Valley for Ghostbusters? Sure. Yes. Actually, yes. <laughs> yes. If there was one, I would say Hudson Valley. for sure. Yes, because I I'm, I have my likes. I, I'm not yeah. going to tell you don't go like Windy City's picture either. But yeah. Hudson Valley, Peter and them. I, I love Peter. That guy has no business being that nice. I know. I, I had a heart attack last year, and that man like reached out to me more, like I said, than my family did, and was like, <laughs> "What could I do?" And he'd send me pictures of like his kid to like bring a smile to my face. Yeah, and I'm like, I haven't, I never met you, but I just want to like hug you. <laughs> Thank you. You know, it's very kind. And you know, go 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 like the Hudson Valley, go, you know, Ghostbusters pictures. Not saying you shouldn't go like New York City or Circle City or Windy City by any means. But no, but sure you, go you, like gotta, Valley. you gotta keep it alive in the 845. Um, for those that's the area code. That's yeah. hilarious. I love it's that. the kind of that's thing when so you wonderful. when you went to college there, you used to say things get drunk and be like, keep it alive in the 845, bro. Yeah, it's terrible stuff. I love Don't that. do that. That's wonderful. <laughs> but yeah. I went to college there. That's why I get to say that. Um, yeah. Like, it's okay. Oh, but the uh, uh, you know, the concept of closeness and togetherness is just it's really cool. And I'm really glad that we have that together. And um, I don't know. Did you want me to share the rules on the show, Jim? Sure. There why are not? Rules. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, if I forget anything, uh, please. I have in. them listed up. I can oh, read them great. verbatim. Oh, that's great. Let's see if I memorize any of them because I wrote them. <laughs> right, there's eight one. of them. There's Always them. be prepared. Number two, uh, obey uh, the laws of the pack. Uh, <laughs> yes. Jeez, uh, there's eight of them. Back when Jacob yeah. and I did well, this, more we had like, like steps. Yeah, no, we had uh, there's legitimate rules um, and let, Ryan will correct me on it. But rule number one, you have to be in good standing in the community. What do I mean by good standing? You can't like be a completely known jerk. Um, and I'm talking like, you know, you could be rough around the edges. There are people out there that are rough around the edges. But once you get past that, they have a gooey center where they're a very kind person. You're good. Yeah, they might. They might say some questionable things, but you can't be that person, right? I would say verbatim. This is the rule. No drama llamas. We will not accept submissions from those that try to start problems. Okay. Yes. If you come in my inbox and you're unsoliciting telling me this team does not need to be in the database, this team does not mean to be in the map because, and you're just dropping that in my inbox, you're not. You're not going to be put into it, man. I'm yeah, not. Then, then it's your team, though. Yeah. Your, your team's the one not. <laughs> don't get me wrong. If there's a legitimate conversation that needs to be had, present it right. to me. But don't come. Just don't drop in my inbox being like, bah, 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 bah. you know what I mean? <laughs> that That's being what I call a drama llama. And yeah. I don't bring want- facts. And the thing about it, too, is that what Bob is saying is correct. There are four of us from 
four different franchises. We do have some sort of checks and balances in that case. I'm not saying we know about every drama in there. Oh, I but, do. <laughs> but <laughs> there's a good chance that there is a drama. One of the four of us will know what's going on. <laughs> hey, I haven't told you yet about Extraplasm spinoff podcasts. It's going to be all nothing but like. You a- might be number five, Jim, now. So. <laughs> oh, um, shit. We may uh, just consult you with every group. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I'm going to just start a spinoff podcast where it's like all the legal disputes of the fan community. <laughs> can right? I, I just like be I your as judge and um I'll, no you can be my bailiff. There Man, you can go. I be your like, bailiff? That's what I want out of my life. Can I be your bailiff? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be judge, but I'll need a bailiff. But yeah, that's how we'll if there's any of these kinds of situations if you're too dramatic, we'll just kick you off of the database project. You can come over and be on the version of like what we call it. It's not the people, it's like the Buster's Court. The um, the judge John Hodgman of of, of <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's right? that or the judge Judy Shinelin, one or the other. I'm not really sure which. Go. But right. <laughs> another another important role, and then I'm just gonna let Ryan read off the rest. The other important okay. role is you need to have done one event in the year mm-hmm. of 2023 to be considered active. Gotcha. And what do we mean by that? What is an event? Right. You can't just dress like a Ghostbuster and show up to a convention. That doesn't count. Right. There needs to be some kind of substance there. I'm not I'm not, you know, the police. I'm not going to sit there and go under a microscope. But if me and Ryan show up to, uh, let's say, New York Comic Con dressed as Ghostbusters and we say we're the two guys, Ghostbusters. Oh, two guys. The two guys. I, you see my you see my reference there. We used to work two at five guys, people. but we left the other three guys behind. Yeah. So now they're three guys and we're two guys. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so no, that that doesn't count. But other than that, you know, if you even if it's just as simple as like we did a movie, uh, that counts. Go, go, right. go beyond the franchise. I, I don't I'm I don't want to be that guy. So other than no, but I get what you're drama, saying. Like if yes. you showed up at your local uh, you know, in and out dressed up as a Ghostbuster and you ate cheeseburgers and made a viral video of it that wasn't all that viral. You're probably not a franchise, but yes, but you know, more than one of you and you have perhaps hosted something like that. Would that's be key to you, more than one of you. Yes. Like, yes. You, you definitely should have a team with you. There is reasons to be by yourself. If you were like, I am in the middle of Alaska and I am the only Ghostbuster here. There's yeah. exceptions to the rule, but just talk to us. Right. right. None of us will bite you. I promise. But anyway, Ryan could read the rest of the rules because he's more prepared than I am. That's okay. Uh, So there's actually really like five rules. Like the first three are just steps. So, um, so first of all, we are not ghost core. This has nothing to do with the 2016 registrations. So, you know, that's fine. Um, It's one entry per franchise. No division, no divisions, no coalitions. Okay. Um, And franchises only no ectos, no news sites. No podcasts. Sorry, Jim. Thanks Sorry, a lot. Jim. Thanks a lot. You know, here I am helping you spread the word about this, and you're like, nobody's allowed to search for you. At least We're not, not yet. For phase one. There's, there's always a con- There's always for the map. What we did was a special thanks. There's no, there's no yeah. thing saying we won't do that in the future. Just for the moment, that's not a thing. Yeah, it's fine. So, I'm gonna. That's that's because I understand that what you're really gonna do is that there's gonna be pop up ads that show up on every page that say, "Listen to Extra Plasm Podcast," and I'm gonna like. And I'm going to actually record voiceovers for it that say, welcome to who you're going to call database. And like, that's going to pop up every time. So by the time people are done searching for things, going to know exactly who I am and where to find me because I'm going to be everywhere. Um, that's, that's not really what's going to happen. I mean, we got to make the money thing. somehow. That's <laughs> yes. It's, uh, 
but uh but but for real though with, with this site um like real use cases we're thinking of and the real purposes are to answer questions for that mom that was looking for a Ghostbuster yeah. in the Carolinas, right? Like, like if you're looking for a Ghostbuster for your birthday party, if you're looking for, uh, like, if you're running a, a convention and want some Ghostbuster presents there, like, I, I feel like this this kind of resource is going to be valuable. And yeah. because we have these these uh, requirements, um, I feel like it's going to be even more valuable to just make sure, like, this group is active. Because we already have things planned for, like, marking groups as inactive uh how to show highlight new groups that are join um and just because for example you may be in the new york city ghostbusters that doesn't mean like you don't you don't do things outside of new york city because sure. uh like i live in jersey and it's just right. easier uh so like so that sort of stuff will show up in this in this site too so if you're looking for a Ghostbuster franchise around you, like I've seen people post like, hey, I live in New Jersey. Is there a Ghostbuster group around me? I'm like, well, you know, we accept people from Jersey. We're in the New York City Ghostbusters. Um, that's stuff that they could just look up here and say, oh, these all these groups are in this area. So, yeah, I will tell you out. one of the things I love about what you've done with this so far, having seen like the the demo of what you've got worked up for mm-hmm. the for the presentation of it is that you don't just have like, oh, here's contact information. Like here's the social media web pages for this. Like here's the phone number. But I love the way you have sort of granularized what is on offer from each franchise. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you go into a particular franchise's listing, it's like they do birthday parties, yes or no. They have vehicles, yes. And these are the kinds they have. Like they have, yeah. you know, like a a, a night a two thousand and ten, you know, CR, Honda CRV, and they've got like a nineteen seventy, you know, Cadillac. You know, so it's like sort of tells you like what each group has. And one of the other things I think is so great about that is that you've like figured out how to code also like what charities do these organizations support mm-hmm. and whether or not they're 501 C threes. And in mm-hmm. a lot of ways, like I know that some people may take this as sort of um a, maybe like a potential shot and I don't mean for it to be, but I'm going to be honest. I personally feel that the having a franchise certificate from ghost Corps from 2016 thing, it holds less and less weight the further we get from that. And it's something that yeah. even for them, holds less and less weight, right? It was a thing they did to be like, let's drum up interest about the movie, but nobody at Ghost Core at this point is like, yup, that's an officially sanctioned group of ours. Like Sony Pictures is not like, yes, these are our people. These are just certificates, right? And there's people who sort of have knocked them off and done other things with them and made patches that are not official and all kinds of stuff that say official franchise that don't mean anything, right? And you were correct. To me, this database is a far more powerful way of like vetting what is and isn't not official franchise in the sense that like ghost core has backed it, but it's sort of almost like fan community sanctioned and recognized, right? Yes. Like, and I think that that's sort of like, not to be like you are the four of you are gatekeepers of who is and who isn't a franchise. But I think the part of the power of having like a group of four people who are from four different franchises who don't, you know, represent one set of interests who are from four different places in the country, et cetera, is the ability to say, okay, well we can set some standards on like what we sense as like community norms, right. For like what is and isn't a well-intentioned group that you would then want to connect other fans with, you know, parents, whoever it is, that's where the power of this really like lies is that it's a situation where you can submit your info. You can not just say like, Hey, we're a group. We exist in this place. Like hope you'll come to our social media, but 
it's also a directory that says like what kinds of services you provide, what kinds of resources you have for a local community that wants to partner. Like I even think about this just like if you are a, like a local comic book shop or a nonprofit and you're like, Hey, are there any ghostbusters in our area? That, like we could yeah. have come down to a thing. This, this is the website you're going to be able to go to and find that, you know? Yeah, so if you do like a children's hospital or like a make a wish, like yes. this is a database for you to yes. find stuff, right? you know, and not for nothing, even ghost core, like Eric could look up all the different ghostbuster groups. Agree. Really right. Uh, like it's yeah, a way to yeah. find it without going to Facebook and being like, let's see if we can find the people whose page hasn't been deleted yet. Yeah. And that's also <laughs> another reason why this site, I, I feel like it's going to be, hopefully like the facebook killer for for ghostbuster franchises like don't look on facebook anymore for ghostbuster groups when facebook is removing ghostbuster groups right. including the who you gonna call.org facebook yeah, page our facebook group went down almost immediately are you serious yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's serious. what a week ryan yeah wow yeah, i set up the page and a week later we were unlisted and i'm like thanks facebook <laughs> would you like to know would you like to know how who's going to be policing the uh the removal of teams from the database, us, not Facebook. Just yeah. <laughs> But I mean, like you're not that you're not wrong about that as, in terms of being like a valuable resource, because I think about the number of franchises that have watched their Facebook pages just like disappear overnight. I mean, even Ghostbusters news has had like page yeah. vanished twice in the last year. And in those contexts, it's like if you're Ghostbusters news, if you're Jason Fitzsimmons, you have like resources to turn to in terms of being like, OK, I've got audience following in other places in my entire website that people are still going to visit even while I'm trying to figure and scramble and figure this out. But if you're like been relying on Facebook as the predominant place where you've networked with your community and that page goes, how does anybody find yeah. you? Like, and then that context, at least there's still a directory ent entry that, you know, you can still maintain and be posting things to, uh, you know, to sort of let people know what's going on with what's with your page with your, or rather with your franchise. So I, I don't know, like, I think it's really valuable because it's not just relying on, it's a weird thing to say this, but like we've all are so reliant on social media. And yeah. so if like social media is not cooperating with us in the same way that like we need, we need it to, then we lose pages, we lose this kind of stuff and we need like a good fan built resource in this way, because it means that exactly as you just sort of said, the four people who are making decisions about whether or not your profile stays up here are the four people who are part of the fandom and who understand what we're dealing with as opposed yeah. to a series of algorithms that are just patrolling and going, Oh, I found the word ghostbusters. And I see that the logo has some white thing inside of a red circle that happens to have a similar hue to this one, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, I think this is such a valuable and like resource that I really want to see succeed. I mean, not just cause I called it, I called for it. I was like, yeah, we need this. Like when the map came out, but like, it, because I think it's such a great way to create links between communities out there and also between franchises that want to work together, you know, yes. like, so, cause if you could go to a franchise, if you want, if you go to a franchise database and you can go, who has a car within like 200 miles, right. Yeah. And you go, okay, cool. That's who's got one. Who can we potentially partner with now to maybe do an event together? Cause we don't have a, you know, a, a Cadillac. We've only got a, this, we, you know, we got a scooter and a bike. I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's like the kind of thing where you can pool resources and figure out who's got what based off of what you're able to put out there about your groups, you know? So I I'm really amazed by this and I can't wait for people to see it, but without question, like if you're listening out there, go to who you're going to call.org W H O Y a gonna call.org and put your franchise information in because there's a Google form out there now where you can at least tell folks like what your franchise name is, how long you've been established, your email address, uh, where you're based out of uh, a, a potential like uploading a photo. So that can be included in your profile and like mm -hmm. what areas you cover, what kinds of things that you actually 
do with your group. Um, you know, your logo, all those things are going to be then posted somewhere in a directory. that's easily searchable. And I mean, you guys are shooting to have this up hopefully by the start of the movie. I think that's your goal, right? At least the yeah. beta. Yeah. 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 That's what, that's what we're hoping for. And, and we're going to start. And as soon as we, we, we launch this, don't expect if you filled out the form, you're on it right away. Cause right. we're, we're going through each of these rows one by one. We already mm-hmm. have like over a hundred. We're over a hundred entries now. And just to put in perspective for you, the first round of advertising for the database was me going to the email chain, copying 200 something odd emails and emailing each individual franchise that t- contacted me about the map. Um, and then we did some posts in franchises worldwide, Ghostbusters Inc. Um, we're, you know, on this podcast and then we, you know, we're in talks with Jason of doing an article about, um, you know, this project too. So, you know, I, we're going to launch it and we're going to do as many teams as we can, but I, and you know, the plan is to launch it internationally. That's the, right. that's yeah. the long-term goal. I, we've already started talking about it and you know, trying to figure out and trying to get over the English barrier sometimes is tough. Even mm-hmm. when we had the Canada, you know, some parts in Canada when we were working on the map was there was a, lo- a large English barrier, which is fine. And we'll figure that out when we get sure. to But that's ultimately the goal is to get as many franchises on there from all over the world as possible, because, you know, there's Ghostbusters everywhere. We were just talking about Germany earlier. So that's the ultimate goal. And so when we launch um, I think the plan is, and I don't know, I could be wrong on this. I know we're going to be doing the 501c3 groups because they were, you know, some of the first groups that submitted and then we'll just sure. go down the list of, and then go down the list, you go down the list. So don't panic. I promise you, if you filled out the form, it's in there for me to go and look at and get all the information for 98% of the teams that submitted already are groups that did the map project right. or am I at least familiar because oh, for whatever reason my my brain is stuck on Ghostbusters stuff for the past 10 years of my life so <laughs> chances are if you were a light up backpack I probably either a know who you are b I know your franchise or c I know somebody in your franchise so I'm not going to have to go over this with a microscope like I did the map project if I right. don't know who your team is and you submitted I'm going to go and look or one of the four of us is going to go look and we're going to determine if you're a legitimate entity but, you know, the benefit is most of the teams that already did this, I'm already familiar with. So this is going to work out great for us and it's well, going to make the process a lot easier. Since so. you said no podcasts, I'm going to go create a franchise. Hey, go ahead. As long as he passed the rules. Jimmy, got, uh, Jimmy can't be a drama llama. Um, you got to get an event in. Yeah. Um, so you either have to do, yeah, I had to do one in 2023. So I got to go back in time. Uh, you can, <laughs> but newer, newer franchises as the time progresses, you can do an event in 2024 and I'm going to consider you active. Okay. I got to get some balloons. I got to stand outside my local library. I got to name myself the ectoplasmic extraplasm ghostbusters. And I got to pay like a homeless guy to hang out with me. And then I can, the human fun would be good too. You know? <laughs> hey man, you did more work than a lot of people do. So that's great. I'm just by kidding. hiring, I'm not really do hiring things, somebody but... who needs it. Good for you. I'd put you in the <laughs> but... database. Uh... I do want to highlight the roles too, that everyone's doing. So yes. Bob didn't, you know, Bob for sure has mentioned the data entry, but he's also, uh, he's, he's also very much just like kind of selling the whole idea out, to all sorts of different people. Uh, Jacob is handling 
uh, data entry as well as the graphics. Um, so the who you gonna call .org logo with the uh, the the Moogly with the Rolodex. Yeah, that, that's all him. Nice. Um, I'm handling the front end design. So I do web design when I'm not ghost busting. That right. actually pays the bills. <laughs> so uh, I'm all I'm designing it all uh, and then just coding it. And then on the back end, Peter Natale, Natale is, is is in charge of the uh, the the actual like database itself and the whole structure and making my stuff with with real data. The magic. <laughs> so yeah, it's the unsung. Yeah. It's like sort of the unsung part of the project in some ways because it's like the part. Yeah, no I one just sees. say data goes here, and then he says, "Okay, here is data." But it's like funny because it's like all of that is like the engine, right? That like yeah. makes the whole thing work. But it's the part that like nobody actually sees how it works. It's like I was talking with him earlier today uh, via Facebook chat and he was like, go easy on those boys. And I was like, what do you mean? Wow. And he was like, he was joking around and he was like, go easy on those boys. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I don't know if you're going to have like a lot of deep questions about like sort of what the back end is. And I was like, <laughs> I, I was, he was like the they're not going to know. Right. And I <laughs> said, well, it's funny you said that because I appreciate the back end as a former IT guy. Like that's before he just, I became no, a comp He's saying that because he wants you to. Because <laughs> he's super proud of it. He is very. And I will tell you as somebody who has. It's funny because like Peter and Ryan will go in there and they'll they'll go into techno babble mode. And like Jacob understands that to an extent because it kind of correlates to what he does. Me, I'm just a dummy. So I don't know <laughs> a damn thing they're saying. So it's listening to those all of them chat. It's kind of like that moment in Ghostbusters where it's like, you know, let's pretend I don't know anything about web <laughs> mm-hmm, design. Right? right. And it's like you never studied. I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, you know, I got to say, though, and while I'm on the show, I get to gloat for a minute. You know, Jacob and I did this map project and we thought it'd be a good one and done thing. And, you know, these two are able to take this, you know, this art project. Essentially, it's what the map project is, just an art project. At you know, took a lot of time and effort to get done. Um, and it was a gift for me to the community at the end sure. of the day. And these two have turned this map into something so amazing. You know, I'm not going to talk too much about this, but I, when I was at the Wonderverse premiere night with Eric Reich, I got to pull my phone out and show Eric what we're working on. And I'm like, right. here's what Ryan and Peter are doing, man. And Eric looked at that and said, that's absolutely amazing. I, I, you know, when we're ready, let's talk and figure out how we can get involved. And it's like, that's uh that's a really amazing thing that Ryan and Peter are able to take this concept that Jacob and I used to cry about sometimes. That's a joke, <laughs> you know, and just being able to be like, here, here's this, you know, and they're able yeah. to create this most, and you've got a chance to see the demo of it today. We haven't really showed anybody that yet. And I'm I'm so proud to say I'm working with these, you know, these individuals and Ryan and Peter just knocking out of the park. No, I'm glad I'm glad you're all working on it, because, like, I mean, to me, as much as like I'm joking about, you know, what those old franchise certificates mean or anything else, like, you know, to be able to go like just right now, like I'm looking at one of the demo pages from the database. Right. And it's like services offered, birthday parties, convention booths, corporate events, days of service, ecto appearances, food drives, hospital visits, outdoor events. Like these are things that like. I don't necessarily think of like, oh, what's the Ghostbusters group doing? They're going to a convention and they're raising money for what? Oh, uh, charity. OK, cool. Right. But like this is an ability for like you'd be able to say like this is what we can provide to you uniquely, you know, and I think that that's something that is it's, it's lacking. 
like it's kind of strange to think about this, but it's like the way you sort of said this, Ryan, of like we're all guys in flight suits or all people in flight suits when people Mm -hmm. see us from far away. It's kind of true. So like this also gives you the ability to also to like figure out where the unique skill sets are between the folks in the community, you know, and like it's funny that like we're using Germany as the example because my partner is not, you know, she's not a ghost head. She's not like a huge Ghostbusters fanatic. She will put on a flight suit and stand in the driveway with me at Halloween and hand out candy to kids and whatnot. And we'll play the part and whatnot and play the game. But like we're sitting at dinner tonight and she's like, so what are you doing with the podcast? You know, what are you, who are you talking to? And I told her I was talking to you guys and what we we're going to be talking about. And the first thing she said was, is it going to be like international? Cause like those German Ghostbusters <laughs> that like, mm-hmm. You know, the, the German Ghostbusters who build all those props you're always talking about. And I was like, yeah, she's the kind of person who sort of like stands on the sidelines of the, fr- fr- you know, fandom who watches what we do. And is like, oh, I can see how you could connect these two things together, how you could sort of take like people who are really into props and by going into this database and going like, OK, what other franchises are deep on prop building? Right. Or like what other franchises are into convention booths and like do that as a pr- predominant thing versus you know, gr- groups that are going out and doing, uh, you know, collecting funds in a boot on the side of the freeway for, um, you know, their local firehouse or something. I think that the ability there to navigate and figure out who does what and what they do well is something else yeah. that will come out of this database that may not really come out of all having Facebook pages where everybody has their own logo, has their own photo, but it's largely following a lot of the same kind of template, you know, and trying to figure out how to market themselves. So right. I think it's a cool tool. I think that was one of our longest talks, wasn't it, Ryan? Trying to figure out what we would put on there for options to pick. And uh, prop building is not an option right now. So I should add that. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of our things that we talked about when we sat down, the four of us, and we we're in our group chat and we were trying to figure out what the database is, right? Well, I mean, we knew what it was, but what does it break down to being? One of our longest conversations were what does a serve, what do services require? Because one of the, I, I might've been Peter, might've been you, Ryan. I can't remember, but the coolest thing was somebody was like outdoor events because you don't think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody might say, can you go do an outdoor event? They might not have a tent handy, like a right. canopy handy. And, you know, a team might think about that now and be like, man, we should invest in a canopy. Exactly. And you, those are things you don't think about, especially a new franchise. You know, I, I'm I'm blessed to be a part of a group that's been around for 11 years now. So we've pretty much been through the rough of it. We, you know, we're ready to expect just about anything. But if you're a new group and you don't think about these things, you might no, look agreed. at this list and be like, man, we should just go buy like a $50 canopy real quick. So we have it available to us. Right. And I'm and my last thing I want to point out here. Um, one thing I'd really like to see happen from this is more groups taking the dive into the 501c3 route. Mm. Um, there's what about a dozen of us now, Ryan? Uh, there's yeah, there's eleven or twelve. Yeah, Portland just joined. Brighton, Portland just joined, and we have you know we have a little support chat that we talk about with the 501c3 stuff. There's twelve of us, and I'm not saying it's for everybody. That is, it is definitely a lot of work that needs to get done. Sure. Yeah. And it's not going to be for everybody, but for the people that are interested in doing it, they also now have franchises that are labeled the 501C3, and they can come to any one of us and ask for advice. Right. Yeah. Because with Windy City did it, you know, there was probably, I think we were probably team number five to get it done, and we didn't know where to turn with that. So we had mm-hmm. to go through a lot of outlets, but now 
we have that beautiful logo that's on there. And, you know, any franchise can go and look at that and be like, you know, hey, we're cranking out like $20,000 a year for charity stuff. Right. Maybe it's time for us to take that next step. We have that tool available for people now to go and be able to do that. And I want to see more teams do it. I'm not getting it for everybody, but I think it's such a cool thing. And it's opened up so many doors for us since this is our third or fourth year being a part of that, you know, realm of things. Sure. And I'm I'm so proud to be able to see new teams like step up. You know, I don't even know who half these people are. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Ryan, I think we talked about this last time you were on, like the sense that like the 501c3 provides a sense of legitimacy. Right. It does. Like, you know, like, because you, you know that, like, you're like anybody who's donating money is like, okay, this is an actual organization. <laughs> As opposed yeah. to just like put some dudes in flight suits or whatever. You yeah. Know? There's accountability, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I, I, I feel just like Bob, I feel absolutely strong about people going to this site and being excited about, wait, my franchise can do this. You know, we could be doing. Like, I never thought about doing a sporting event, but yeah, we could do a sporting event, you know, and and I really want this to help the community grow as much as possible and also to encourage people to really just see other franchises as opposed to saying I should start my own franchise. I think it's one of the worst ideas to start your own franchise without looking (laughs) what other franchises are out there. I'm looking at you, Florida. (laughs) <laughs> florida you know? home of 50 franchises no it's cool yeah. florida. not We're as bad as michigan but they all work together michigan has like this good cohesion yeah. but florida yeah. man those guys figure it out yeah <laughs> but that's but you know i think it's important for sure to just kind of see what else is out there and work together as much as possible and, and then you know, you know like just kind of have like this open source of ideas and the other thing too i do want to get across is that for this website the mantra i keep having is the data is going to drive this website so whatever content is thrown at us like we have the 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 services area like a free form style because i i may not have ideas as to like your group might be doing something that no other group is doing so having that as an option that is something out there could encourage other groups to do that and also will just make this site just continue to grow and help out those who are looking for you. Like you, you know? probably don't have giant inflatable stay puffed as currently as a checkable box, but we don't. And that's the thing. <laughs> like it's a matter of, cause so ecto appearances is a, is an option is a service offered. Right. Right. But then it's like, well, you know, what is an ecto? <laughs> right. Yeah. So we have like these discussions and then it's like, this could be a whole separate section. But you that's know? where I think so, it's great that like you also have a section that's like vehicles. Right. right? And it's that's like where it's you can go out. in and be like, hey, we have three cars. These are the models. They are. These are the years they are. Right. And then ideally, yeah. like you could also put the pictures in alongside them. And so oh, it's like are. somebody can yeah. like look at your profile and be like, OK, these are the resources you have available. And the 501c3 thing, just touch back on it for a second. Like yeah. the ability to search by that. Yeah. If you are somebody who's looking to partner is so huge. Like if you're a hospital and you want to be able to find somebody who you know can be a fundraising partner who's not going to mess up your books and make it a mess for you, like because they have their own 501c3 stuff. And if they're taking in funds and they're able to take those funds in and transfer them or however it's going to work, like th- that is sort of to me like a, such a powerful thing because it allows organizations that are looking for vetted, invested, like fundraising organizations to easily find them 
versus like, oh, I'm going to go to the, you know, Facebook pages of all these groups and then message them individually to be like, hey, are you a 501c3 or hey, are you able to take a tax, you know, write a tax deductible donation? Like, no, instead, like, here's literally a database that will tell you that, you yeah. know? So, I, but I do think you're right. It'll be data driven. It's about the data that people give you both in terms yep. of what they tell you about themselves, as well as like, if something doesn't fit within the data scheme that you have already, like this is the schema of our services. If people mm-hmm. are able to report back to you and go, wait, you forgot about the fact that people could do puppet shows. Like, yeah. okay, cool. We'll add puppet shows to the list, you know? But, yeah. It's flexible enough. And that's why I also wanted Peter on this. Cause I know Peter knows his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Peter knows his stuff. Like I, I talk to people about design. Peter knows his stuff. I'm like, I, I when so as soon as Bob and and Jacob were like, hey, let's move forward with this. I'm like, okay, I'm bringing in Peter. <laughs> <laughs> what an asset too. I love Peter. He's such a good asset. The one thing I also want to stress to everybody is just because there's four people working on this project, the reality is it's because we're four idiots that are literally volunteering our you know hours and hours of our time. For example, I cranked about seven hours trying to figure out how to email about 300 individual emails. That sucked. So just because we're the ones doing this doesn't make us, you know, the creme de la creme Ghostbusters. So if there is something you need to discuss with us or something you think should be added to the database, it's not like we're going to be like, no, you can email us at any time. We even have our own email address. I stress on there, you know, if there's a legitimate reason why you guys didn't do an event in 2023, reach out, man. We're not monsters. You know, we have to have some kind of level of uh, standardization, but we're not, you know, we're not the Ghostbusters police. So if there's <laughs> legitimate reasons or if there's a legitimate concern or if you have a legitimate idea, reach out to us. There's no such thing as a wrong answer. I might make fun of you about it, but there's no such thing as a wrong answer. <laughs> That's a joke, by the way. I'm not a monster. Um, but no, if you guys have ideas, you can email us. It's who you gonna call dot org at gmail.com, right, Ryan? That's right. Yeah, and dot is spelled out D-O-T. No, no, it's not. It's is literal it? dot. Oh geez, don't pay attention to me, guys. Don't oh, pay it's, attention. I'm it's one who of the, you gonna I'm, call actual dot. Yeah, who you gonna call dot org. <laughs> we'll we'll give it to Jim for his uh notes on the episode so you guys can yeah. go and yeah. um email us if you have questions, and then you can obviously fill out the database form it'll take you all five minutes to do and you're i'm not the other thing is we're not tracking down teams to do this guys that's i am not in the business to be like hey you know we're doing this database you should do no we none of us ain't got time for that so (laughs) yeah but the good news is when this site is live and out there we're gonna get more content oh we're gonna get more more groups will be like whoa okay yeah i mean once (laughs) it's up people see that they can be listed in it people are going to want to be listed yeah because it's going to be you know like a great resource to be in with everybody else so i imagine you're right about that i'm gonna ask and 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 it's going to be that living document that we want we we're going to have this cool living thing that is going to be constantly updated we'll have different stuff um also by the way i didn't give shout outs to two other of our developers uh, Martin, part of the New York City Ghostbusters, and one of Peter's friends is handling the uh, is well. Martin's been handling coding stuff, and then he's like our our intern that he works. No, he's not an intern. He's a full <laughs> Um, and then uh, uh, one of one of Peter's friends handling the deployment, which is the biggest next step, because once it's deployed out to the masses, then you know, then it's gonna be really kicking. Yeah. At the end of this. How many teams do you guys think there are in the world that follow some kind of standard that we are setting forth? 
How many Ooh. franchises do you think? Because well, Jacob and I were kind of lenient with the map. And I don't remember the exact number. I want to say it was like 247. And I'm probably really wrong. And Jacob's listening to this being like, Bob, you're an idiot. Um, but we ended up with over 200, almost 300. And I mean, that was kind of lenient. But now that we have and that some was just North America, that was just North America. Yeah. So how many teams do you think are going to come forward and fill out this database when it's all said and done that follow those, you know, very basic standards? Like, how many do you think are going to be out there? That's an interesting that's a question. No. Five. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be at least 400. I would say minimum 500 because there's groups I'm learning about that are in Turkey. I've been in this hobby and I'm very yeah. immersed in this hobby community for 10 years. I didn't know there were franchises in Turkey and I learned that to the, through this project. Yeah, so. I um, I think you're probably right. It's going to be probably a larger understanding of who's out there. I think that, you know, right now there's there's plenty of Ghostbusters groups that I don't interact with because I'm not messing around on Facebook. Right. Yeah. It's like, and that's part of what I realize is that like the longer we go on, the fewer of us are actually spending time on Facebook is, which mm-hmm. I think was, you know, when people go, Oh, my page was deleted. I'm like, okay, cool. But like, do you really need it in this day and age? <laughs> like, is that how you're connecting with folks the most? And I think that that's part of why this is so valuable is that right. it's going to create a centralized place where regardless of where you live in the world or what social media or social network you typically use to get the word out about your franchise. It'll be a place to come together, you know, to find. Yeah, things. we need to stop. Honestly, all Ghostbusters groups need to stop having Facebook as their main dependency and their main way of bringing things in. New York City Ghostbusters included. And that's why who are you going to call that org? I feel like it's going to be super important because it's yeah. going to have all the contact information you need, what this group offers, what they do and get you set up for it right away. Yeah. You know, just just last week, we got an email from some uh, uh, like movie theater rep that has a bunch of movie theaters in New York about having us for Frozen Empire. But all the groups, all the, all the locations were like near the Hudson Valley Ghostbusters or the Buffalo guys. Right. So we just forwarded to them. Like, hey. And that's <laughs> you know? the cool part is like, if you don't have something by you, you can at least then say, hey, there's this website you can go to that will link you up with people in your area. Like, so yeah. I can't necessarily help you. You found me on social media, but here, here's a, a website that we can plug your zip code into that's going to help you find maybe two or three franchises that are closer to the, to you. And so it becomes a really great networking tool too, to sort of spread that around throughout the community. I, I really like, I can't wait to see it go live because I mean, I know you're not going to put extra extra plasma and it's fine, but I'm kidding. But like, <laughs> well, I'm not totally in joking, the list. no, I, I, I'm fine with it. I'm just messing with you. But like, I'm so excited to be able to see like, you know, easily, like even for me thinking about putting together episodes of the show, sometimes I want to look at what people are doing. And I see that a franchise is doing something and then it's like I shoot them a message on Instagram because they make something like a map and they don't answer me and I don't have a way to get in touch with them. And then they come on the show like a year later and I'm kidding. I'm totally messing with you, Bob. But like I totally did message you on Instagram a year ago and be like, I ain't putting together a map. Hi, I'm going to call my podcast. Never heard from you. If I had a database that had a phone number and I might have called you. Uh, but because now I know who to call. Uh, but I mean, in all seriousness, like it's a really useful thing that is going to let people contact each other that in a way that where it doesn't matter whether or not Facebook deletes your page. Like it may matter at a personal sentimental level because you have a lot of photos uploaded there, but in terms of being available and reachable to people, you know, I think it's a super valuable thing. The key thing is whether or not we can get the, who you're going to call Facebook page back. Oh, we've we've, we've talked about that internally (laughs) and we, we did post like on the forums, like bring it back. But we also said, if they don't bring it back, we'll just start a brand new one. 
like right with the launch because we yeah. only got like 70 likes in the beginning right we're not even the site's not even up yet but so we'll need it to get the word out but i mean I, i'm hopeful that like you know a year from now pretty much everybody who's following all these different organizations and different groups on facebook you know gb fans or franchises worldwide or ghostbusters news they're also following or checking in regularly with this database to see what's going on in their area and who's doing it so um before we wrap up, is there anything that each of you sort of want to share about what's going on in your respective franchises? Because we really didn't talk much about what you got going on individually. So with New York City Ghostbusters, we have a lot of events lined up. Um, obviously, we're trying to keep our March kind of loose because yeah. we're waiting to hear from Ghost Corps if there's if, you know, like we need to cancel plans for anything. <laughs> <laughs> so February, uh, we're going to be at the Intrepid. Uh for their uh, kids week we're gonna be there on the 24th of february making our slime if you've never seen the new york city ghostbusters before that's a great place to check us out uh that same day we're gonna be uh going to our charity we donate to the trinity place shelter uh to do a just just to drop off some food and to hand them the check the annual check gotcha <laughs> so that's exciting uh and then you know obviously we're excited about ghostbusters day which yeah. we're going to be doing our, our tour again for that. You're going to be doing tours again and hanging out at Hook and Ladder 8 and all that good stuff. Yes. Ten years ago, June 2014, the New York City Ghostbusters handled our very first New York City Ghostbuster film location tour. And that was actually the event that I joined. Um, I wasn't part of the group until that tour. Gotcha. Because uh, that's, that's when I joined. Um, and so this will be my 10th, an 10th year anniversary of being part of the New York City Ghostbusters. And our 10th year anniversary of doing our very first annual walking tour. So suppose there's a, a tour for the new or, you know, for this year's Ghostbusters Day. Will yeah. you be adding in new locations from a new movie? So we might be, but it's very likely the big thing that we're probably going to do is we're probably going to split the tour amongst two groups because we had over 200 ghostbuster fans oh wow go from location to location like crowd of subways and stuff which is <laughs> fine like you know everyone was pretty chill about it uh but we might split them up so like some go there and some go there gotcha so we have other licensed tour guides in the group that could help out with that nice yeah i was thinking about this when i saw uh what you know where they shot the driving scenes uh, oh yeah i was like oh you're gonna have to go up to midtown now that's the deal <laughs> Like your I mean, next tour, we, we, you're like, got to go to Fifth Avenue between 49th and 52nd. That's where we're going. This is the H&M. They drive by in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> and we, yeah, we have a, we had that day too. A lot of the pictures uh, from that day, they were like posted like on Reddit and stuff. Uh, some of them were done by, uh, by Martin, who's also doing the development on the website. Oh, nice. So. That's awesome. He's pretty handy. Bob, what do you all have going on at Windy City? We have two library events coming up on 224, one in Barrington, Illinois, one in Mount Prospect. And then one of the, it's funny because Ryan's talking about 10 years ago, he did his first Ghostbusters event with New York City. In Chicago, there's nothing bigger than St. Patrick's Day. Mm -hmm. And so St. Patrick's Day in Chicago is, um, that is as traditional as it gets for us as the Ghostbusters gotcha. are a part of the parade uh, thing which was my first event with Windy City 10 years ago this wow. year. So this year, the Southside Irish Parade, we don't longer do the downtown one because the admission fee is just getting ridiculous. Um, 
so Southside Irish Parade's the traditional uh, Chicago St. Paddy's Day Parade anyway, so we stick to that. Um, then St. Charles, Illinois, one of the suburbs, we're going to be there. But yeah, it's kind of cool because 10 years ago, I did my first event. So I think that's nice. really funny, Ryan. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Happy anniversary. <laughs> and Windy City Ghostbusters turned 10 last year, so they turned 10, and then I, I joined one year later. So it would have been um, now I've, now my 10 years of being a Ghostbuster is this year, which is wild to say out loud that I've been doing this for 10 years. And um <laughs> I have traveled from coast to coast doing this and I have met some of the most amazing people in the entire world doing it. So it's kind of cool. Maybe I'll write a book someday called why my back hurts the Bob Anderson story. (laughs) (laughs) And it's going to start off with, you might be thinking this is a tragic accident. No, I decided to wear a light up backpack for the past 10 years of my life and traveled (laughs) the world doing it. Well, country realistically doing it and i've done a lot never of, say never never say never yeah someday i'm gonna hit that um that roller coaster vr experience thing i can't remember what country it's in is, oh, that's is in, in dubai is germany no germany. dubai well, no, german the german ghostbusters went there yeah I it's dubai it right is it dubai okay. i could be wrong uh, I think it's, it's called the, the park is called motion gate dubai like okay okay so yeah so someday sure. I told myself I'm going to make it to Dubai to do that ride. I, I don't have a reason to be in Dubai other than that. So <laughs> it's, that's going to be a very expensive one day trip. You know, when you, uh, when you take the, the plunge to compress your spine and multiple continents with your proton pack, that's when you know, you've really made it. Jeez. Ah, <laughs> I'm saying it now. My back's hurting. I'm like, geez, I know. Sorry. Anytime I hear a proton pack, I feel like, a. a, a a pain on my back. Just and if you know, have like non Ghostbuster, like hobbyists listening to your podcast and they're wondering what we're talking about, it's a disease I call pack back, which is <laughs> when your back is weighing down by like a 20 pound plus piece of, you know, fiberglass, whatever it might be. And it's just squeezing your back and you sometimes wear them for eight to 12 hours at a day and you end up with pack back. Yeah, no, it's, I think that, uh, what one of the things that the community you should have like for the community in your database is a checkbox that says licensed orthopedist on staff. (laughs) Clever. And listen, we can have that icy hot item plug in now too. you know, icy hot. If you're listening to this, um, go get a ghostbusters partnership because it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's the frozen empire partnership, right? It's like, yes, it's, it can call it like proton blast healing. It's hot. The Ghostbusters it's also are old. icy. They're yeah. older. <laughs> Ghostbusters Frozen Empire brought to you by Ben Gay. <laughs> <laughs> and Metamucil. Jim, I gotta Jim, I want to say thank you very much. Um, I can't speak for all of us on the fork, but you have two of us here. Thank you so much for giving us some exposure on this project. It's really cool of you to do this and um, you know we're only going to be successful if people could spread the word about this. There's only so much that we can do. So people like you out there that are, you know, boots on the ground doing the journalistic part of Ghostbusters. Thank you for giving us the exposure that we're really going to need to help get people the word out for this. I'm happy to do it. Um, I, I really appreciate that you're doing it. And it's something that I think you're filling a need that um, I sort of called for, you know, a while back and said, Hey, this is what we really need. And of course I didn't do it either. It wasn't like, Hey, I got an idea. Now let me do the legwork. I didn't, you are, which is why you're here. And I'm glad you are. Cause uh, it's not an easy task and undertaking to sort of decide to start something from scratch. And I, I repeatedly, like one of my favorite love stories of this podcast is like hearing about the collaborative 
stuff that happens between people from great distances, whether it's you guys working together, whether it's, you know, friends of Phantasm Toys who are producing things from over different continents and creating a toy company, whatever it is, like all of that cool collaboration happens. You know, not I get I just get to share those stories with people and have you on to tell people about it. I feel like I don't do much of the work myself other than being like, hey, here's cool people to listen to and go check out their stuff. And along those lines, people totally should. They should go and check out, you know, go go enter your stuff into the who you gonna call dot org database. Uh follow obviously the NYC Ghostbusters and the Windy City Ghostbusters if you're not already. Uh and I'll say this. I hope that we get to see each other. Uh, like this year, I want I'm like my, one of my big goals this year is to be like able to see the folks who come on the podcast in the 40th anniversary of the franchise. If we do get to see each other, we're totally going to have to have a pizza showdown. I know where to take you. I know exactly where to take you. <laughs> I, this Chicago. is like, we're going to have to have pizza showdown. Like I'm at the, the show in multiple cities. I'm going to show up in Chicago so we can go to Wonderverse. We'll have yes. to like all go there and we'll have to go get deep dish and then we'll come to New York and we'll all go to the firehouse and then we'll go get pizza. It'll be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need to. Uh, yeah. Let me know if you make it to Wonderverse. It's an experience. I'll say I that. definitely want to go. Um, it sounds like it was a blast and I hope that you had a ton of fun when you were there, uh, you know, when you went a couple weeks ago. So I got really drunk, but that's a story. for another day. <laughs> <laughs> that mood slide. Well, I'll tell you, uh, the, I, I'll take you somewhere for that too. The, the mood <laughs> slime cocktail is everything you ever wanted it to be. That's all I have to say. (laughs) Well, on that note, uh, anything else before we sign off? Um, Thank you so much again, Jim. I appreciate you. And seeing Ryan's face is always a blast. So I I talk crap to him on a messenger and you only get to see a bubble. So seeing Ryan's (laughs) beautiful face always brings a smile to my face. Bob. Stop. Tell Dan, tell Dan I love him, please. I will. He knows. He knows. (laughs) Oh, he knows. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you both for coming on from the uh, the two greatest ghost busting cities in the world. We'll call them that for now, right? So, because there's now two headquarters of ghost busting. There's one in Chicago and there's one in New York. If we're gonna get serious about it, so uh, thank you for being the stewards of those places. Ryan's looking at me like, "What are you talking about? That's not a headquarters. It's just an amusement (laughs) park. It's a headquarters now. There's a bar. It's called the Ghost Trap." (laughs) You gotta deal it's with it. They got a they got a mood slime cocktail, sir. They got a plaque. The plaque says it was built for all Ghostbusters. It's the deal. It's now a hub. Past and future. That's mm-hmm. right. And it's it's touching to be able to touch that plaque too. <laughs> I hope that we get to see each other in the future as Ghostbusters. Uh, and I thank you again for coming on this week and uh, joining us in Extra Plasma and telling us a bit about the database. Uh, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. See you on the other side. Oh, bye we'll there, to everybody. Talk to you soon. <laughs> that about wraps things up for Extraplasm this week. I want to say thank you once again to Bob and Ryan for coming on the show and sharing with us what they're doing with this new database project. If you have a Ghostbusters franchise out there, uh, go and make sure you sign up for this. There's no cost to you other than to put your time in to make sure people can see you and find you in this awesome database that's going to be going live, uh, hopefully in March, if things stay on track as we talked about in this episode. Uh, so again, who you're going to call.org, uh, you can go to who you going to call.org. I think too, I think that'll redirect, but don't mess around. Just go to who you're going to call.org, uh, and put, put your information in. If you got a franchise beyond that, I want to say thank you as usual to, uh, Brendan Pierce of Baducci studios who provides our logo and visual identity for the podcast, as well as vaporwave artist Magnavox, whose version of Ghostbusters serves as our theme song each week. 
And again, I want to say thank you to you as I do every week, because if the podcast would be pretty boring and would just be me sitting in a room talking to myself if you weren't here to engage and interact with it. And I've heard a lot from folks since the trailer episode, things that people are excited about, things people want to share with me. If you have anything you want to share with the podcast, you can, of course, always reach me at Extraplasm on Instagram, on X, uh, Extraplasm Podcast on Facebook. And of course, if you're going to get yourself a poster, you're going to need to go over to www.youtube.com slash at Extraplasm and take a look at that uh, video, leave a nice comment, and then fill out that form over at bit.ly slash Extraplasm posters. Uh, Do it. Make sure you get yourself in the running for that. But again, thank you so much for the support for Extraplasm each week. It's great to hear from you. If you have anything you want to share, do reach out. And the final way you can do that is via email at extraplasmpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for tuning in. Uh, You know, we got six weeks to go until we walk into the movie theater and sort of proverbially together. And then we get to talk about this movie and be totally excited about uh, what we saw. So until we get there, stay calm, you know, stay fit, stay sharp, make good decisions. And as Ernie Hudson reminds you every week, try to have fun and always keep on busting. Take care.